Welcome to season two of Off the Fair Pole, our first episode of 2022. We have the whole gang here. We have Choppy, we have Dyer, we have Derek. And we got a cool little episode for you guys today. We took what, a little two-week break, three-week break. A little some vacation cool time. Yeah, right? We did some time some time away. And some Hell cool yeah. shit. Some cool shit happened, and some of us took some shits and Choppy, I, you had an well, important I just question. Took, so, no, the reason that we started today's show True. late is because of me having to take a shit. Yeah, I, uh, I had to poop. And well, that, I support pooping. You gotta poop, man. What's crazy about that, too, is Choppy asked me about the wipe, and this has been a discussion before, so this is perfect to start it off that way. Uh, what kind of wiper are you, Chop? Are you a, what I mean by it is, are you a... You're a what? Aggressive? You have an aggressive wiper, I think, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, do you go front to back, back to front? Do you go knuckle deep? What do you, uh, what, well, what you do we got gotta here? Go, um, well, you got to go down to up. What's down to up? Like taint to back. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, right. that's good. That's normal. And then, then I do that, and then I clean it up with the baby wipes. But I was asking you, you know, you know how when you pee? And you shake it off at the end. They always say any, anything more than two shakes, you're playing with yourself. Yep. Yep. I've heard that. How, like, when, when I take the baby wipe and I, I like to go in there and kind of, you know, clean up around the, the colon water. Like, how far up my ass can I go without it being basically I'm A pleasure? Pleasuring myself. Um, yeah, that's uh. <sighs> That's interesting. Um, uh oh, that's why you guys pay me the big bucks here. But yeah, Chop, I mean, you're we're, starting we're... to get to that age, right? You're gonna like the prostate exams. You're just doing self self examinations, right? I think he's already there. I am over forty. I'm forty two. <laughs> I had Isn't one. It, wait, is it forty two? Forty is the age. You know, I have not. I, I get a physical every year. They have not tried to do mm. that to me yet. I think it's I think fifty. Is that up to fifty now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had it done when I was like in my late twenties. I had thought I found a, a lump on my ball. Oh, uh, that's they, uh, yeah, that'll that'll get you. And yeah, uh, well, lumpy nutsack. Lumpy nuts. And for some reason, the doctor thought it would be a good idea to stick his finger in my ass. <laughs> Doctor's an opportunist. It sounds like. It sounds you like use the whole finger, the, the whole fist there, Doc. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't that bad until his hands were on my shoulders. Then I found it to be really odd. Well, he had to get you to stand still. Yeah, I figured you're probably going to squirm. Yeah. yeah I know. Nah. But uh, yeah, he had some big hands, man. I'll give him that. that those were some sausage fingers. <laughs> oh, okay. You've seen Fletch before, right? You what? You've seen Fletch before? Uh, I'm sure I have. Oh, man. Really? Okay, that's a good one. That's where I was getting the line. Uh, you know, he's standing there, and the doc goes in. I'll say, like, ooh, river. And then he's like, oh, hey, yeah, doc, yeah, you're using yeah. the old... Using a whole fist there or what? Oh, <laughs> that's why I was I was getting to that. But uh, to get with the wiping here, um, I, I got to go back because you were saying you use wipe and then you go dude wipe or whatever, wet wipe, whatever. Yeah. Um, dude wipes. You do that second? Yeah. No. You do that first. What? Dude wipe or wet wipe, whatever. You go that first. No. Yes, get all the debris and everything onto it. All you're no. doing with the with the dude, you go with the toilet paper first. You're smearing more onto your butt cheeks. <laughs> Eric, 
You can't use toilet. You can't go with toilet paper after the dude wipe. Do you know what happens with toilet paper when it gets wet? It breaks yeah, I apart. understand, but you're cleaning up the mess. You want a wet ass the whole time? That's how you get. That's like a diaper getting uh, a diaper well, rash. That would explain how I got a yeast infection back there one time. <laughs> but I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Good lord, dude! No, nobody I'm, does the go dude toilet wipe first. Yes, I guarantee you. I can get everybody in this chat that'll say that they wipe if they wipe their ass with a dude wipe or wet wipe, whatever it is. They go wipe wet wipe first. And then toilet paper. They may go wet wipe only. Okay, you have one person in here right now that says toilet they go. paper after wet wipe. I am 100%. I want to make sure I got all the debris out, everything. I want to make clean and I want to be dry. I don't need to have right, help me out here. Ass. I, don't, I, don't, I don't use these, but it stands that's, to you're reason. You're missing out first. That's, that's the first problem. That, that yeah. may be true. But it stands to reason for me that you would go toilet paper to wet wipe. Agreed. Because you get you get all the big stuff out of there with the toilet paper, and you got a little smearage in there inevitably, so that that wet wipe cleans it up. And it's not like it's soaking you wet, so you're just slightly damp. It's gonna dry out pretty quick. No, yeah, your underwear gets the the wetness, and then well, now you wet, have how, wet. How, how, how wet is your wet wipe? Like yeah. I mean, I'm not. It's, yeah, like, 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 it's like a fire hydrant. My shit looks. Have you seen how my shit looks? You're gonna need a fucking fire hydrant to get that shit clean. Well, that's what I have. I. It looks every time I poop. I promise you, it looks like somebody just took my turd and threw it in there about a hundred miles an hour. Uh, I paint the dish. Damn. Okay, not really, but right now I am. And why wouldn't you go? Well, hold on. Go? I want to know why do you why do you think I think I have a boogie stuck to my nose? I want to know why you would go dry wet and then just leave it. Yes, I know you're not soaking wet, like you just got out of the shower, but you're still wet. You don't. I don't want my ass wet. It's Works it's for not babies. though. Like you know, I mean, how often? Like as soon as you're done, it's you know, dry. You're still you're still, you're still sitting there not on the dry. toilet for maybe what ten or fifteen more seconds. It dries up. How long does it take you to wipe and just sit? Do you just sit there and think about, well, was that enough? You got to you gotta go through a post game, you know? That's why, that that's why I go after. That's why I literally wet wipe. I, okay, now, hey, look, that's wet. I, there is shit that was on this. Okay, now we can go back and clean one more, make sure it's completely done and dry and gone because the wetness took it all out. I just want to know how wet your wet wipes are. It's just like having a quilted picker-upper right there. Come and pick up all the damaged goods that's left behind. Nothing. Use a soaker hose on those wet wipes? I mean, what are you doing with that? (laughs) I mean, I wish I had a bidet. Then the whole thing's taken care of. Why don't you have a bidet? I'm going to get one after using one. The first time I used a bidet, I died laughing. You're great. I didn't didn't know when it was going to happen. It was in my hotel in Milwaukee. I had a suite and freaking went in there and so I had the bidet, got on it. I was like, all right, I've never used this. I don't know what's going to happen here. Push the button for the water, and I'm like waiting, and all of a sudden, the boom, this oh. warm water hits me right in my balloon knot, and I was fucking dying. <laughs> I could Great, not stop man. laughing. I and, loved it. and the thing, here's the thing that sucked, too, is I didn't know when it was going to stop. It just kept going. I didn't realize I had to push the button to get <laughs> it to stop. So my butthole is just getting hosed. And, yes, they... Snag, you're 100%. They are very, that is a sniper, sniper accuracy on those damn if you, things. If you got up from that, that's hitting the ceiling. When I was at the, I said the Bellagio, oh, it goes. Tweet, and that damn, that damn water hit the ceiling when you turned it on. I found out about the front one 
and I pushed it. Yeah, it's a front part. It's obviously not probably for us. That's for back to front wipers to clean their balls off. Yes. Well, I didn't realize it, so I'm like kind of looking to see where it's at. So I got my my Jimmy and my uh, pelotas just scooted back and freaking looking, and it shot straight up into my fucking stomach. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> well, well, I was like, you "What know the, the hell?" And then I put it down. And then my wiener was getting all wet. Oh, no. <laughs> but you know the high end bidet companies. There's someone's job to be quality control. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So, they have that pinpoint accuracy. So I right just want to know, like you sit there with your clipboard or your, 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 your iPad and like take a seat on the high end bidet and just how bad is too bad? Like, you know, that's what I want to know. Like, like, what do they do? I think Fire it's hydrant, just, no, it's, not strong enough. Just uh, next one. Well, and, the pressure know. is perfect. Right. There's got to dial that in. It's someone's job to dial that in is what I'm getting. It's at. The, the temperature of the water is what's also yeah. great. But here's a question. It's not for you, cold Derek. and it's not hot. It's like it's perfect. It's perfect. There, two of the two of the funnier jobs that we've discussed. This is one of them. Would you rather have be the bidet tester or be the guy whose job it is to see to to program the horse's nutsack in Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> the what? That is pretty incredible. So have you played the game Red Dead Redemption? No, never heard of it. Okay, it's well a- it's basically Grand Theft Auto, but from like Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. West yeah. Phenomenal show. Same company. And literally the horses, the graphics are so good that the horses nut sacks are in it and they shrivel up in the cold. And they yeah, bounce and legit. dangle appropriately. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It just like it, it's crazy graphics. It was someone's job to program that. So when I'm but saying I would, Derek, I would, I would, would do the bidet. I want to be a bidet tester. Yeah. Because it after it, I mean that yeah. shit felt amazing and but, it was awesome. But would you want to yeah. do that? like all the time just like well yeah that's part of testing well yeah i know yeah. but at what point would your butthole just be like all right chill like a prune like you stayed in the bathtub for well, too I mean, long you're, yeah your butthole's just a, permanently like that you're yeah, the thing is i'm not sitting there like i am in the shower you gotta you tune know, for it in 45 minutes just to get fucking hose no you're gonna get spray okay you know what you're down here step for stop for a second let him realign the 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 red fire. eye and then boom fire in the hole can i ask real quick because i'm an uncultured swine i've never used a bidet do you towel yourself off after i'm assuming like you must yeah wipe after. Yes. Or something oh, after. yeah so yes. therein therein lies the fact maybe it would work for toilet paper wet wipe quick swipe with toilet paper if you're really worried about that thank you. issue with thank the you. water. No, thank you. you Dyer don't towel just fucking finish it. You don't we, towel yourself off every bidet with toilet paper. Yeah, you use like a cloth. I'm not you. Yeah. I, I'm, I use toilet paper. I mean, you could. How thick is the toilet paper? Can't use Charmin. Pie, like, like, well, yeah, Charmin. okay. But yeah, like, it, well, yeah, you're in a hotel suite, but like Nothing. some hotels aren't going to have that super luxurious toilet paper. Well, you get unlimited toilet paper at a hotel. You know that, right? Yeah, but single ply, single ply. Lobster. I don't care. I'm still, if I need more toilet paper, I'm calling down and getting more toilet paper. But, but at the same time, though, Dyer, I will say, like, the flaw in your argument there is that the wetness level of a wet wipe should be nowhere near the same amount of wetness level out of a bidet. 100%. I agree with that. Well, hold I'm just on. saying for someone who is worried about that, because, I mean, look, I've been wiping babies' asses for the last eight years, nonstop. So, 
I mean, I'd wet wipe those kids and maybe a couple wafts with the diaper, stick the diaper on, and that's it. We don't do no powder or anything like that. You can't do powder anymore. Powder's bad for them now. Really? Oh, so, yeah. You no, can't just do, the do the, Take your underwear, underwears, and just do a, a circle, a helicopter, just dry it off. That's what you do yeah. your balls and your shower. Exactly. Give yourself a little shake. Yeah, a little, little uh, get a little bit of the toilet paper and just kind of waft some air on it, fan some air on the undercarriage or what have you, and that's it. Or that's you enough. just be a man and deal with your yeast infection you're about to get like I do. The the okay. Here's the other thing too. This was brought up by somebody in the chat, Grafton. So you guys have butthole towels in your your bathroom then? If you if have, I have a, a if I had a bidet, yes. Yeah. You I have, have a, a butthole towel. If I had, have, if I, I had don't bidet, I don't have a bidet. But if I had a bidet, I would. Correct. I know. I know. Hypothetically, if you guys had right. bidets, you're both gonna have butthole towels. Well, it'd be nomenclature. Wipe your towel. Yeah. Proper nomenclature is sphincter rag, but yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I I would probably just use the towel I have for the shower. Okay. Dyer, first Wait, of all. I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. So you are going to dry off your butt after the bidet, correct? A bidet, yeah. I mean, you got to dry everything. Yeah. Your, butt, your nuts out, you got to dry everything off. Don't you dry your butthole out when you get out of the shower, too? Yeah. 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 Same concept. I know where you're going with this, Derek. Because it, it, that's but, how it I, is. I will counter, but I will counter here, and I will say, okay, just to clarify... Comparing the wetness of a of a of a wet wipe and the wetness of a bidet is like jumping in the pool and walking in a drizzle. I get that, but I'm saying okay. How many how many wet wipes do you use? Between one and four, it depends on whether I had olives yeah. or not. One and four. Okay, I use two no matter what every single time. That's it. And that's look, and I ghost, still give myself poop, the wipe. If it's a ghost poop, you don't use any hardly. You don't know it's a ghost poop. Well, okay, so you go toilet paper. Wait. You don't go toilet paper first, so how do you know it's a ghost poop then? You're not going to use a wet wipe? Yeah, I do. I do toilet paper first. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you go the other way. Okay, that's right. Sorry. So, okay, so even if it's a, a ghost poop, you don't go back and check for seconds. Yeah, I do. I, but I, if it's a ghost poop, I use the toilet paper, and then I'll go, then I'll see it's ghosty. Uh, and then I'll go to the uh, to the wet wipe, the dude wipe, whatever. Hmm. And if okay. I, if I can get it, you know, because you can you can fold those things if you want to, you can get it into uh, you know you do your one little wipe, check, check all the corners, and then uh, you know clean out the the main area there. I mean, plus, you want to do that too because the the wiping of the butt is not just to clean the remnants from the most recent shit, but it's also a chance to clean yourself up from any swamp ass that you may have had during the day too. So the ghost poop doesn't matter so much as you still want to get that extra wipe, especially with the wet wipe to get rid of any of that swamp ass that you might've already had before said poop. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, me personally, I'm, I'm using the toilet paper after I use two wet wipes and that's it. I'm still, I want my butt to be dry and I'm going to make sure I've got all the debris of anything that could possibly be left around out of there. Derek, what would it take to switch for you? It's not going to happen. That's not. How much scientific me, evidence do you need? I don't yeah. need, it's, it's my own. Okay. What do we, do we need a multi the population needs to do it like us? Do we need a snow? Do we need a randomized trial, a structured trial? Like, we're not going to have any, uh, we're not going to have any, uh, wet wipe mandates okay that's it like, are, we, are, are we doing a placebo can, where like one where we're just gonna tell them that they're getting a wet wipe and they're not like even if dr doing? fauci comes and tells me that the wet wipes are gonna cure 
me from getting COVID and keep my butt clean. I don't have to use toilet paper after. I, I'm still doing it. I don't care. What if care. Joe Rogan said it? I'm still doing it, <laughs> which that's a good one, too. Joe Rogan I, said it. You got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I trust him more than freaking Dr. Fauci right now. That guy's a... F- yeah. Hey, you don't want to dry it off too much either because you don't want a, you don't want a chapped butthole. Yeah. 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 Overly dry Dang, is not good. I don't get overly dry. I have the perfect pooping wiping <laughs> method, okay? And I have messy shits. Not all the time. Just some of the time. Just some of the time. 60% of the time it works every time. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's um, fair. but okay, to go back to the uh this is a wiping. Um, the way I would do it, uh, chop is I would take one one ply, one square, put my finger right through the middle of it, go up into my butthole, come back out, and then slide the toilet paper up and off, and I'm clean. I like it. That's a okay. good one. Yeah, yeah I'm that, not doing fair. that. That's no, false. That. <laughs> Definitely not doing that. I'm a toilet paper guy. Wet wipe, toilet paper, um, front to back, that's it. Basic. I don't think we have anybody in here that was a back to front, do no. we? No. No. That's weird. No. Okay, are you a uh, stay seated and wipe? You know, the old lean over? Or are you a stand up and really get in there wipe? I'm seated. I kind of go back and forth. Yeah, I'm, it depends on the situation and, and the not, toilet in question. I'm not flexible enough to stand up and wipe. Is that a weird thing? Wait, you can't <laughs> stand up and wipe your butt? It's very difficult for me to do that. How? I can't reach. Yeah, do you have arms. like short, stumpy arms or something? Correct. I don't know. Are my arms short? I don't think they're short. Well, so wait, if you re- stood up right now <laughs> and touched, wait, do you ever itch your butt crack? Yeah, but usually when I'm sitting down. People are people are commenting on you right away. Dyer six four with T Rex arms. Dyer with T Rex <laughs> arms. Dyer blowing his back out trying to wipe his ass. <laughs> Like, how jacked are you that you can't wipe your own ass? I think it's more that the bottom two levels of my spine are screwed together and that they mm-hmm. don't twist. So maybe that's part of it. I'm, I'm just sitting here just thinking, just hearing, Doc, Doc, he help. <laughs> I tried to wipe standing up again. <laughs> Dyer, that, we talked about this. That's incredible. I didn't realize you can't really stand up and wipe. It's hard. Like, I can get. Like, I can get in there enough to scratch, but not enough to wipe. Really get a clean wipe in there, you know what I'm saying? And plus, when you do that, your butt cheeks are squeezed together, so you're really just making a bigger mess. You kind of got a point. Never really thought of it that way. Huh. Mm. Dyer needs a bidet. bidet. Dyer needs a bidet. I do need a bidet. We should get a bidet sponsor, and Dyer, you can be our first... uh, you can be that guy. Yeah. Put it out there. You could get one at like a Home Depot or something. That's like the janky ones. You just hook into your water supply yeah, right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. You could definitely do that. You can be that guy, Dyer, during those ads who goes like, I would never advertise something I don't personally use. And let <laughs> me tell you, this bidet is amazing. It's an untapped you, market, really. There are other people out there who struggle to stand up and wipe their ass like me. It can be like They're one just of those afraid like, to say it. Like one of those purple ads, you know, those purple mattress ads where you're like, I've had it for 30 days now. This is how it's working. 
It'd be great. <laughs> It'd be great. Oh man. Uh, sh- shifting to a another shitty situation for some of us in a great time for some others, just like how we wipe our butts. Sometimes it's shitty and sometimes it's not, especially if you're Derek and you're destroying toilets. Um, college football is officially over and, uh, we got some bowls to talk about. Some of the games are toilet bowls and some of them weren't. Uh, let's start with the uh, shittiest of them all. And choppy, how screwed was Tennessee? Let's not talk about it. That was pretty bad. Uh, I just don't understand why, like, you can't review everything. Um, but the guy was the guy wasn't down. The play wasn't dead. Moving his legs still. I just I didn't get that one. I didn't I didn't get that one at all. But like you know that's the problem with you know the ball games. I don't even care. Like I cared for like four minutes and I was like, wait a second, what am I doing? This game doesn't matter. Um, I don't know why I'm getting all amped and all upset about this. It was a fun so game was- though. What? It was a great game. Yeah. That was fantastic. It was one of the five best bowl games of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was a fantastic football game. It just ended really kind of shitty. I kind of hated how it ended. Purdue ends up winning 48 to 45. Purdue down a bunch of people. Uh, Tennessee, you guys were down a few people too, weren't you? We were down a, what, a field goal? No, down a few people. Oh, we did I don't think we had many I don't think we had any opt outs. Um we may have Purdue had a, like everybody. Yeah, we well they had some COVID. We had some COVID too. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I don't know that either team had a ton of opt outs. We're you know, we don't have a ton of pros on our team right now. If we do, they're all seniors or, you know, yeah. that weren't gonna opt out. Yeah. Anyway, forty eight forty five the final score of the Music City Bowl of pseudo Tennessee home game and for those of you who don't know what choppy is talking about Tennessee had a surefire touchdown that was ruled not a touchdown and uh I don't know about I I think it was a touchdown Dyer and Derek did you have a chance to see that play and did you think it was a touchdown or did you agree with the ruling I think it was a touchdown I strongly agree with RJ in this situation this is a game uh, a game affecting situation Agreed. The result is pending on this, and you're you don't even review it. You don't even take the time to, and you have literally every announcer talking about it too. And then it's a headline all over the sports, the sports entertainment. And it's like this is these are some of the things we're supposed to do. You have it in the NFL where the NFLs decide if it should be reviewable or not. It's uh, referee description, so it's got to be the same thing. How do you not do that in college? I yeah, get it. I the game doesn't mean anything, but fuck that. That it yeah. did. It's a game. Like, it's yeah, a win. Rest. You're playing to win. Yeah, correct. And it was a back and forth game. It wasn't like Tennessee or Purdue shipped it in. Neither yeah, it was, one of it those was a straight shootout. Both of those teams cared. Like neither one of those teams was like, "Oh, we're just going to show up and go through the motions." No, it's a, it was a three point game. Granted, no one's defense showed up, but that doesn't matter. That makes a bowl game fun. But neither team is going to be like, "Oh, nope, just gonna." ship it in we don't care but like to have a decision like that affect it yeah that's bullshit completely bullshit yeah that's why like you know i didn't think that you know people were saying the charger raider game both teams just take a knee the whole game it's like that wasn't going to happen these are professional athletes you know if they're going to get dressed they're going to go out there and play they're not going to just sit there and kneel the whole time like what's the point you know professional athletes uh, you know they don't worry about getting hurt. They don't think about injuries. They just think about playing, right? Is that right, though? You got when you're out there 
you don't, you're not thinking about getting hurt. You're not thinking about anything but just, pl- just the next pitch or the next play. No, I see what you're saying, though, Choppy, because there's always something to play for, even though if it's, you know, for something not team-related. We look at Jadavion Clowney this weekend for the Browns. That was a totally meaningless game, except he got two sacks and put him over his mark um, or his uh, incentive for the year, so he made almost an extra million dollars with those two sacks. Meaningless oh, yeah, game. You still go out there and play it, though. Yeah. Yeah, get your million, man. I mean, every, every hit, every tackle, it's going to raise your contract value for next year. That's why I don't get when some guys sit out. Like, what? Why are still showing you could either? You, the risk is still going to be up there, obviously, but you could create a better slot for yourself, more money, whatever. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. If you're a D lineman or O lineman who's just totally banged up at the end of the year, you know, your yeah, legs but- are done. And I get it if you're a running back who's had injury or is super concerned because you're just getting blasted every play. But, like, at the same time, I think it's, like... We never had this before, though. Right, right. Opt-outs are a newer thing. And look look, look at the pit game, for example. You're telling me that their Heisman runner or Heisman, you know, finalist quarterback not playing didn't totally affect the game against Michigan State? You know how... Oh, my God. It completely did. Yeah. And... You still put up 21 points against that Spartan defense, but you're telling me that Teddy Pickett not playing, like, that's okay? Like, I, 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 get, I get where he did, why he didn't play, but at the same time, it's like, come on, it's a New York Six game. Yeah. Or actually, it's not a New York Six, New York Six game. It's the Peach Bowl, which is close enough. But Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. You got that, and then you're also going to be having to deal with the, the portal crap, too. Well, the portal, the portal, I kind of get because here's my here's no. my feel here's my feelings with the portal. How come a coach can up and leave when they want and not take a penalty because they don't like the situation that they're in, but a player can't? What would be an example of a coach up and leaving and not getting a penalty? Well, like Lincoln Riley, like that. Like okay. a coach can leave. Urban Meyer multiple times. Yeah, a coach like Urban Meyer. Leave. Okay, that's one that that one actually pisses me off more than anything is that's a guy that'll literally... How can you sit and tell people, like, uh, Florida was a heart condition? Yeah. And then, and then next year at Ohio then, State? Yeah. And then after that, you're at Ohio State and you leave because of... Who knows? I forget what it was. Yeah, you want to be with your family. And then you which, go embarrassed and then you your go family. To, yeah, and then you go to Jacksonville and decide <laughs> to really be with your family. Yeah. Um, I went with this family. I was like, fuck, this sucks. I got to... <laughs> Like, well, my, only, my only thing is, and I, I don't know if I said this to Choppy, I think, because we were talking about Michi- or, uh, Harbaugh possibly leaving Michigan. Money talks. That's the one thing I can say. So that, like, I mean, you put yourself in their shoes. You got the option to possibly go, let's say, I'm going to use Harbaugh because um, he's the one that's rumored. He's going to go to the Bears. They're going to give him, let's see, Michigan's giving him $10 million, whatever it is. I, I forget how long. And then all of a sudden, Chicago's like, all right, well, we'll give you $15 million, you know, every year or something like that. You're going to go jump on that right away. But here's a counter. Like- but in college, though, the kids, it's, I say this about contracts with many different players that are out there. They get these big contracts, and then they done. Yeah. And I feel like that's the thing, same thing you're going to get from these college kids. And then, for instance, a school like Michigan, for instance, uses all, they got so much booster money. They're going to pay these kids, and all of a sudden the kid's not going to perform. It's like, 
Oh, yeah, and boosters, I changed everything. Yeah, and well, then the boosters are like, well, what the fuck am I giving this kid $5 million for? And he's not even going to give two shits about playing. And he might not even play in their bowl game or whatever. It's like, you got to honor your contracts that you get. Now, I get that's saying that, though, goes towards the the whole college thing. If you're going to get paid, you need to fucking honor it. Like, uh, a good example, I get to see him right now. I'm watching him. Is uh, is it Quinn? Is that his name? Yours? Yours? Okay, that kid's, uh, he, he hasn't been there lately. Oh, look, we got a Tolo tuning in. Uh, that kid's uh, training with us down at APEC. You know, he got paid, what was it, a million, I think, to Ohio State, and I think he's about to get $3 million from Texas. Like, yeah, something silly like he, he has to show up. He has to do something or else all those people in Texas are going to be super pissed. And all well, that money is guaranteed, correct? Well, I think, yes, uh, but, like, you know, A&M is doing this, right? So with their recruiting class they just signed, apparently they gave out, like, $25 million in NIL deals to this Jesus. new recruiting class they just signed. And they're all multi-year contracts. So if you don't finish, you know, like you don't get, you're leaving money on the table. So if you stay there for only one year, you only get one year of that three-year deal of the money. And I guess that, I guess that's weighted. I guess that depends because if you're one of those players who's going to go to the draft and make, you know, two or three times that amount, it makes sense. So wait, hold on. I want to make sure. So you, I kind of, I was reading some of the chat here. Um, So he could, he, he could have signed it's like a three-year deal is it technically like that yeah it could be you know however long it is with that company or whoever it was you know like with a&m supposedly they made you know just they just made a bunch of llc for all llcs for all these players and (laughs) what they're gonna do is they're gonna like you know you just you know it'll it'll be a charity it'll turn itself into a charity and you just talk about the charity and tweet about the charity and stuff um that's the room and then, you know, the other side is it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a multi-year contract. So it could be four years. You know, you get it as you get the money as long as you stay there, you know, so they're going to pay you monthly. The prorated portion, let's say it's a $5 million deal. They'll pay you whatever the monthly rate of that is. And when you're not lo- no longer a student there, you don't get any more of that money. I think, I, I, I think though, the big thing I think what the portal does is it gives these kids the option of coach who leaves, who up and leaves or program takes a, a big turn or whatever. Like, do I think that there's some things of the, of the transfer portal that are abused where it's basically just free agency class every year? Yeah. But I think there's also a lot of situations where a kid goes in expecting something that's recruited by coach a or coach B or whoever coach a or coach B leaves culture shifts, culture changes, you know, or it goes in a situation where there's political factors in it. You're not getting played because whatever, 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 whatever. And you're also trying to up your stock the best that you possibly can. And it works great for schools whose recruiting footprint isn't as strong as some of these other schools because they can go in this transfer portal and it's working. You're seeing the, you're seeing these, these schools go and get these guys who committed to these top flight or, second tier schools and didn't pan out and it's working for them in the Mac. It's working for them in the Atlantic and these kids are getting the chance to play like, but that's okay. That shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way to begin with there. And the only one that really stands out in my eyes is the kid that went to, was it Jackson state where Deion Sanders is at? Well, he just got another one. He got, he got two another, five stars. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean that, that would be the only thing that may, I, but it, I don't feel like it's going to, 
it shouldn't be that way to begin with. These kids should be looking at going to these schools. Instead of trying to go to Alabama where you don't know for sure if you're going to get to start, you got you know a school like Ohio State or Michigan or Tennessee or Maryland's coming at you. Who's going to give you the best playing time? Well, where do I have my best chance of getting that starting position? If you're that five-star guy, if I'm they're recruiting me and I'm looking at all you know, five of these schools, four of these schools, whatever, five schools, no, four. I'm looking at these four schools. I'm going to figure out which one I'm going to get to start at. Which one do I have the best chance? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. The NIL deal is it should it should be given to these kids after they enroll. It should be incentive based. Yeah, like you should get it after you got to the school, not like a recruiting tool to get you to go there. Like, hey, if you come here, this company will promote you. I mean, that company yeah. won't promote me if I go down the street. Yep. Like. You know, it should not be used like that. Like, hey, we can get you this in deal. That's not what it's intended for. I I, I get that. But I, there's kids, kids want to go to Alabama, for example, and they want to go there no matter what, knowing that, hey, I, I can still get a ring. I have a chance to get a ring. Not worried about if I can play. Am I going to get to play? Am I going to be the guy? I'm going to go there and I still get the chance to get the ring. That's what they care about. There was a there was a great story on two four seven sports a little while ago, um, by uh, Tim Prister, and one of the things that he spoke to he spoke to a bunch of recruits, some of them anonymously, some of them came forward, and he said what changed is a lot of these guys. He he would talk to kids who had already been recruited, who were already at schools, and those kids talked about how the pitch was all about the vision and the vision for the program, and um, you know where they're going to fit in in the scheme of the program and money was not a huge factor. Like, yeah, some of them spoke after they left college about Bagman and everything like that, but it wasn't a big factor. And then there were other kids from their in current recruiting class where they openly said school a taught. The first thing they talked to me about was money. This is what we're going to pay you. This is what our NIL program is. This is why we're better than these other schools. And there were other kids who said i only got that at x y and z schools i didn't get that at you know abc schools or whatever it is so you're seeing this huge shift in a lot of major college programs where they're not focusing on the football vision or the basketball vision or as much as they are and more focusing on hey mr five-star recruit yeah you could go here and they're giving you this or mr four-star recruit but you can come here and we're going to double what their nil was for you we're going to, we are going to pay, we are going to get you more money for coming to play to us, regardless of how you fit into our scheme. Isn't that kind of a product of the system though? I mean, you got to figure that, it that is. Yeah, everybody, it is. everybody knew that was going to happen. I mean, yeah. it's just two different philosophies, two different recruiting styles, or even so much of the fact that, you know, they've had conversations, you know, assistant coaches or whomever has had conversations with either the recruit or somebody close to them to get an idea of what their situations like what their family situations like because let's be honest a lot of these kids are going to be taking care of their families with the with this money oh, most yeah. of them probably i'd say a, a huge majority or at least more than half are going to be taking care of family with this money and so a lot of these times i think these coaches can probably walk into the living room and see if that's a pitch that's going to speak to this kid or not doesn't that, that make a, sense that used to be a thing anyway except it was under the table Sure, it was, exactly. It was hush hush. Now they don't have to be hush hush about it. Now they can just straight up say, "Hey, this 
blah, 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 is going to pay you quarter million dollars a year. As long yeah, as but you that's, do gonna, it's, that's getting dangerous to the point to where you look at the kid. What's the kid's name from Oklahoma? Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Okay, yes. That's the guy. So this is where I think it gets a little ridiculous with this whole thing is Caleb Williams went into the portal, but then he also said, well, I might come back too. So basically all he's trying to do is just get more money or get money. I don't know if he got any at all from Oklahoma so he can come back because he that, wants to go there. He even said it. So that's the thing. Now you that was this year, though, wasn't it? Was that this year? Yeah, Did it that? just happened. It just yeah, happened. But, but couldn't you also make an argument though that his coach left? And he had to be re-recruited by not, his new coach. I understand that. But he said he wanted to stay there to begin with. But, no, then, yeah, he, but... And then he decided, well, I'm going to go into the portal, but I could still come back. Yeah. Why That's wouldn't cool. you leverage that as a player? Why wouldn't you? If it's going to be a situation, but, but if it's going to be the situation, situation with, why wouldn't you? With the, Yes, with this situation, 100%, because your coach left. I get it. But I'm saying you're going to see this in general, though, uh, down down the road, what you know, guy could go to Michigan all of sudden, and then you know all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm going to go to the portal, but then he's going to try to get more money. That's you're now you're going to start doing negotiations like it's a pro athlete. They are. They already are. Gonna, they're, they're, they're literally. Yeah, that's they're what I'm literally, saying. It's gonna. Yeah. You're not even going to honor the contract you already got to begin with. Now you're going to do this, and we got to try to set it up to where you can renegotiate now every year. Schools have literally hired agents whose sole job is to conduct NALs. Yeah. Like that is their only job. Like there's a, lot of high, there's a lot of high profile schools that have made two hires recently. One of which is a transfer portal um, specialist whose only job is to look at the transfer portal. That's it. And there's yeah. another job whose, whose only job is to basically be an agent for NILs. Like two things that we've never seen before until yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. two years ago. I was just going to say, if this is the way that they're going to construct this with it doesn't sound like very many rules or safeguards as far as, you know, this kind of thing goes. I have no problem with anybody doing anything within the rules as they're laid out. If, that, if, if you can leverage yourself in any way to make more money than you would someplace else or you otherwise would have, go for it. You should do that. You, the Pandora's box is open, baby. The student athlete is dead. It's not a, that's not a thing anymore. These kids, we all knew that they weren't here to go to class anyway. And now it's just, they're actually getting paid on the books for it. Yep. It is what it is. Well, it's going to be this interesting situation where the rich schools are going to get richer and these schools that don't have monetary ties to compete with some of these behemoths are going to be looking elsewhere. How can we get this money? How can we make connections? And it'll be interesting to see schools, for example, use mine, like Maryland, who's not been a powerhouse, but has Under Armour backing. Now Under Armour can actually shell money legally. Yeah, I mean, like, all these schools have, I mean, all these Power 5 schools are loaded. Oh, yeah. They're all loaded. They all well, have major donors and... Take Fortune Rutgers, for example. Rutgers is one of the wealthiest institutions in the country. Could you imagine if they actually decided to take that some of that money and put it towards football and NILs? I mean, you would have to convince them that, that football matters. Well, right. I mean, and their president is not, I believe he was an Ivy League guy, Ivy League president previously. But they have an over billion dollar endowment, way over that. It's would you say like, they're well endowed? They are. 
They are. I mean, it's just going to be interesting how this goes forward with college sports. Uh, moving forward with this, took a little bit of a detour. Uh, Dyer, seems like a tale of two halves in the Ohio State game versus Utah. Was this a case, do you think, of uh, Ohio State just getting punched in the mouth a little bit and waking up and deciding, oh, we should actually play this game? Or, you know, what do you think happened there? That was an interesting game to watch, wasn't it? Because it looked like in the first half, Ohio State was kind of dead in the water they looked anemic as all hell and didn't look very good and then came out in the second half and blew the roof off the place it was crazy um I'm sure coach day kind of put them into uh put a little fire in them I'd have well time. yeah and a lot of these guys hadn't had much of a shot during the season and they went out and made a name for themselves man like that's the thing i had no idea who i mean i knew who he was but I didn't know he was this talented. Smith Njigba, however Dude, you say his last is, name. He's Dang. really good. He's really good. He's from uh, he's from here. He's from DFW. He had a great he had a great game against Michigan. Not only did he break the Rose Bowl record for receiving yards, he completely fucking shattered it. It was held by Keyshawn Johnson, I think it was before, with like 216 receiving yards, and he had like 346 or something like that. It's incredible. And Stroud had almost 600 yards through the air. So it was cool to see the offense light it up. Uh, it was a little bit disconcerting to see the defense play as horribly as they did and just kind of uh, solidify the the concerns that everybody had throughout the season that the defensive unit is not anywhere close to where it needs to be. And that's not to take anything away with you, you know from Utah because they were a good team, but man, the defense didn't have an answer for them. And it was only because really their quarterback got hurt. And the fact that the offense was so powerful throughout that entire second half that Ohio State won the game in spite of the defense. Dyer, you have one other game to talk about, though. Of course, your diehard fandom, Iowa, comes up short in their game against Kentucky, 20-17. to 17. What you got to say for yourself? That's because Iowa was in another city playing another game. Um, they mm. won that one. So, you know, you, you've only got so many players on the roster. You can only be in two places at once. So, you know, Iowa won game, uh, won one game. They lost one game. You know, what are you going to do? Of course, uh, one game that I, I forget which one of you uh, went against it, but one of you has to apologize to me. I forget who it was. Uh, Maryland with the largest point differential of all bowl games. This season absolutely clobbers Virginia Tech 54 to 10. Virginia Tech gave absolutely zero shits about this game. <laughs> um, and Maryland gave all the shits. And uh, it, it went as expected uh, with Talia. Uh, with, uh, it was fun to watch. We take it 54 to 10 in the great cathedral that is fake Yankee Stadium. Um, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, Fanky Stadium. Fanky Stadium? It is a really nice stadium. It just isn't the it same. It is. It's not the same. It's, it's in a terrible location, too. Wait, like, the, the new Yankee Stadium? It's it's the the old old yeah. I know, it's but right the, next door. I know that, but what I'm getting is they literally built up across around that. the street. Right. That doesn't old mean old Yankee Stadium was in a good location. No, but, but it it's very convenient up. with the train. It's very easy. Now, right. if you don't live in Manhattan or in New York City like, and it have sucks. access to the subway, it sucks. I grew up in New Jersey. 
I was a diehard Yankee fan. My dad was a diehard fan. We could stomach maybe two games a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, City Field's not that much easier to get to. It's a little bit easier to get to, and Shays was a little bit easier to get to. Neither stadium was fun to get to if you couldn't take the subway. Yeah. If you're like, in Manhattan, Yankee Stadium's a breeze. It's really fun to get anywhere in New York. Yeah. But if you're not, good luck. <laughs> Leave three hours early, maybe four. So, Derek, there's two questions I want to ask you. I want to separate this into two parts for you. First off, what was the experience like at a college football playoff game, apart from the game itself? (laughs) (laughs) Got to clarify that one. Yeah, like like the atmosphere, like the the fanfare, Um, all that. Man, it was fun. Uh, I mean... We'll get to the game. Well, it's not just that. I had a great time. Um, I did... uh, I think I heard uh, "Welcome to the SEC" probably mm, two hundred times. Um, that was one thing that came up. I mean, the drunker these one people got behind me, the more they would try to talk shit. And it just—I mean, I loved it. I mean, it's cool because I'm used to you know being a professional athlete. I know when people talk shit, like it's going to happen. So I—it I, was like they were trying to see if they could set us off. Like they were the type of people that we're trying to see if like, all right, we're going to get in a fight today. Like that's how they were trying to throw things out there. Now they didn't say anything like really that crossed the line to me, but I also had a kid sitting to the right of us and it's like, all right, come on. This kid's in Michigan gear. Like he doesn't, he has no, like he, he's a fan, but he has no clue of what's going on when it comes to this. So don't try to talk shit to a kid. That was the only thing I, I would, I hate is like, some people will talk shit to a kid and it's like, what are you really getting out of that? But the whole experience, I mean, we were front row Joe, like beautiful seats, obviously. Um, It was fun. You know, I, I uh, obviously I spoke too much and, you know, I got to, uh, I've had to eat it pretty well. Um, I was actually surprised though, that chop and, uh, his co-host Sean didn't make any comments towards me on the following show that week when they both got back in the studio, but that's beside the point. Um, bad. Well, no, I don't, I don't like, I have never trash talked someone when their team loses. I don't get it. I didn't Why play not? in the game. Yeah, but <laughs> you're still, you're a fan. So I'm going to talk shit to you. You cheered for that team. You cheered for the team that lost. You talked too much shit saying how good they were going to be and all that. I'm going to be all over you. But that's the thing. I don't. I also don't talk shit that they're going to be good, that my teams are ever going to be good. Like, well, I don't, that's I don't, probably because your teams aren't very fan. good. Yeah. So I there's not much Yankee you can't fan. Like, I think I'm, I, I, I'm not like the rest of those idiots up there. Like, I don't, I don't talk about I, I don't play for them. I, I just sit there and watch So them. since I played for all these teams that I play for, the major league teams, can I talk shit or... No, no, no. Uh, I'm saying like, I'm saying like, you know, I'm not in the game. I have literally nothing to do with the game. Why would I talk shit? And why would I get somebody to talk shit to me? I don't talk shit about them. Because that's part of being a fan. You're passionate about it's. I mean, you, okay, let's do this. Then you talk shit about the Cowboys. What do you mean? When they do something bad, you talk about how bad it was. You, you are bashing them. Well, that's more of a job. Like, I don't, I don't go after the Cowboys. Is, I don't, I wouldn't like 
laugh at a cowboy fan because they're they lost. You're just trying to be Mr. Nice Guy. Like, it's what is Eric? I'm just chill. It's like, yeah, it's like I'm just chill. So if we're it. watching a game and I get pissed off because you know the Browns aren't going to the playoffs. I'm fucking pissed. I hate that. You would not say anything to me about I that. Say a word to you. I'll let you go. Wow. You said you, you simmer in your own in your own self disappointment. Yeah. Okay, for instance, somebody just said in here, go 49ers, basically directing that to you. You don't really care. I don't care. Are you, do you consider yourself a true Cowboys fan? Yeah, I mean, I've been here 20 something. Like, I, like, I was born, I, was, I grew up a Browns fan. And then when they moved uh, to Baltimore, to Baltimore, because uh, my dad was a Browns fan. So when they moved to Baltimore, he was done with them. And I was like, well, I need a team now. And I was living in New Jersey. I was like, I'll just root for the Jets. Uh, big mistake, by the way. Uh, yeah. Big mistake. It can't be any worse than the mistake of the guy that did the announcement for their draft pick saying, and now the pick for the J-E-T-E-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be that bad. So I, I, I was with them for a while, and then, you know, like after I've lived here for X amount of years in the Cowboys pregame, it's like it's hard not to become a fan. So now I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, but I only, there's, I only live and die with Tennessee sports. So if anybody talks shit about Tennessee, you don't talk shit back. Not really. Because I feel like you have talked shit to me about Tennessee. Remember, you're talking about the national championship. They got theirs in in this last decade or whatever. In in the past, I'll go, I'll talk about the past stuff. But like, if I'm playing, if if Tennessee's playing Michigan, I'm not going to trash talk you after, like, if we beat you, I'm not going to say a word. God, that's no fun at all. I have a question, Choppy. So, do you still consider yourself a Yankee fan, or have you have you moved? Yeah, on I do. From- no, no, like that's that's the one team. Like it was the team that I always cared. I, that was the only team that I really cared about as a kid. I didn't care about any other team I rooted for. So you became the quintessential New York, New Jersey Yankee fan when you left New Jersey and became a Cowboys fan. Yeah, right. It didn't happen while you were still in the tri-state area, which is unique. No. No, this- I didn't. I did. I didn't. My all my friends are Cowboy fans. I didn't care. I didn't care about the Cowboys when I was a kid. Uh, but no, I, I still follow the Yankees. Yeah. There's this really odd phenomenon that continues to this day in the tri-state area. There are a tremendous amount of Cowboys fans everywhere. You have the Jets, the Giants, and the Eagles, and the Eagles being successful recently. Now, granted, Eagles fans are the most outspoken and will let you know that they are an Eagles fan. No matter what. The next most vocal fan base in the New York, New Jersey area is the Cowboys. Then Giants. Well, then Jets. Then Giants. Oh, it's Jets before Giants? Oh, yeah. Because the Jets have this, like... The Giants were... Yeah. the, the, The Giants were, like... They had their years. They had Eli. They were... They were... They were really good. And they were, like, the... Kind of, like, the... Like, the the white-collar team in the area. The Jets were the little yeah. brother. They, they were the, we're going to fucking let you know that I'm a Jets fan. But That's the Eagles yeah. blew everything out of the water. The like, Eagles were like... There, there, there's, a, there's a level of that with the Yankees, too. It's like, they, you know, the Giants don't really need to... Giant fans don't really need to tell you they're Giant fans. Yeah. Like you just kind of know. They're like that, you know, it's more esteemed to be a Giants fan. Still uh, to this day, which is funny. Yeah, it's more esteemed to be a Yankee fan than a Met fan. You're also better looking as a Yankee fan. Like the Mets have, I don't know. The Mets Listen, have the ugliest crowd in sports. But tell there me is that you nothing more hideous 
than those than those fat old men with back <laughs> hair at, at Shea Stadium. Just it is Mets. Mets have the ugliest crowd in sports. They even Tell me it. though that half of the Yankees fan base does not look identical to each other. The Yankee fan base? Half of them. Yeah. Every single Yankee fan looks the exact same. Exact same. You could pick they, them up a mile every away. Every single one of them. They all look like Luke Voigt. They all look like either Luke Voigt or or like Pauly D from Jersey or, Shore. Yeah. It's one of the two. Unless you're a cool older Yankee fan, because they're like they're there's also two different distinct kinds of Yankee fans that I've run into living in New Jersey. There's the 27 rings, bro. Yankee fan who knows very little about baseball wasn't alive for 26 yeah. of them. Yep. And knows very little about baseball, but just wants to tell you how many rings the Yankees have won. And then there's the educated Yankees fan who still has a level of elitism to them because they're a Yankees fan, but will also be happy to have a genuine conversation and have facts to back up while they think the Yankees are the best. And I, those fans are awesome. You can like, at least respect a fan like that, though. 100%. Yeah. Not the dickhead who is just a fan because they're the, usually the best team or one of the best teams, and it's cool to be a fan of the good teams. Fuck all those people. Yep. I mean, they're not even like, you know, you're talking about the generational fan where it's just passed down, and yeah, they're they're fine. Like, the ones that are the... The, the Johnny come lately is I can't stand either. Yeah. yeah, I got mine. I became a Browns fan because of my uncle. It wasn't even because of my parent. Well, my dad didn't. He didn't really follow. He, I mean, he followed football, but he didn't really have like a team. He just wanted to watch games. He didn't care about any of that stuff. If I think the more I talk to him and ask him about it, like I know he liked the Raiders, but his team was, we, we'd always go to my uncle's house and watch the Browns. So that was where that came from for me. But the other thing is somebody just asked to, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're probably a Yankee and a Lakers fan too, correct? Yeah, you would think so. That is a thing, but you see less of that. You see way more Knicks fans. Um, and you also see not as many now, but there used to be quite a large Nets following back in like the Jason Kidd era um, when they were still in New Jersey. The New Jersey Nets. So, you're talking about in the New York area though, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah but this... Yeah. This well, comment he, my, was. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm trying to put these down. Iowa, who likes the Yankees, Cowboys, yeah. and Lakers. Yeah, yes, he's talking about he exactly the person that I yep. was talking about, who really doesn't care about the team. They just put the hat on because it's cool to have a Yankees hat, and it's cool to be a Lakers fan, and it's cool to be a Cowboys fan, just because it's the. I mean, they're sexy cool team. hats. That's they're the biggest they're... brands, but they're those people generally don't care about the team. They, they also care maybe about two yeah. players. Exactly. I don't know. New Jersey's weird. Like the fan base, the fan base, New Jersey, New York's really weird. They're all over the place. You can go down one street and see Dallas Eagles, Jets, Giants flags all in a row. It's like, it's a really weird mix of fans down there. A lot of tires getting slashed. That's why nobody drives in the, in, uh, in New York. It's not because it's hard to get around there. It's because your tires are getting slashed by your neighbor who hates your team. Oh yeah. I can see that. I guess we do got to talk about the actual game. Uh, Derek? I'm okay to talk about it because I, I am. This is the thing. Is you, did win to the, fan, you did lose to a champion. Yeah, we, which is fine too, which that, that makes it even better. But at the end of the day, there's so much more that I look at Michigan and I look at it as, you know what? Yeah, we did. We got our shit kicked in. It's a wake up call. You know, we thought we were ready and we found out we weren't. You know, that was the thing. 
but we accomplished so much more from what we were. You got to understand what we were last year. We were what, two and six or two and four, whatever that COVID crap was. We were getting our shit kicked in by everybody. We were just terrible. And then to come back the next year and win the Big Ten and get to the college football playoff is a giant leap. So for me, yeah, it was. It was an embarrassing game. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Michigan got outplayed. Georgia came in with just way more. The expectations that Michigan had going forward, we thought we were going to walk all over them. We put too much. Well, I shouldn't say we, but I personally put so much into Michigan thinking that they were definitely the team and it literally showed up and I got my shit kicked in for saying that. So again, for me, there's the game. Yeah, it sucked. I'm happy for Georgia. Con- congratulations to them. Um, it was a pretty embarrassing game to, to be sitting there watching, but at the same time, you know what? These kids got the experience. They got the wake up call. Those that are going to be there next year, that puts more motivation into them, more fire into them. Hey, this is what it took to get here, and we failed. We didn't get where we wanted to be. Um, I heard uh, Sean and, and RJ talking to uh, Jerry Jones this morning about this. Their expectations were to win it. It was win it or bust. That was that kind of expectations, especially for Harbaugh. We got to win it all or we're done. This is a, a you know win or bust kind of moment. And I just think going forward, I think we're going to, as long as Harbaugh sticks around, if he doesn't, then we'll have that discussion later. But Going forward, if uh, Harbaugh's still there, I think you're going to see better things going, and Michigan's going to start evolving now. This is their step forward. Here's a question that I want to pose. I just thought of this because you brought up the fact of Harbaugh maybe leaving. Did LSU, USC change how high-profile schools recruit coaches now? How, how would they change it? Yeah. By the insane amount of money that was thrown at Lincoln, at Lincoln Riley, the insane amount of money that was thrown, like unprecedented amounts of money and other things that were, that were thrown in, buying multiple houses, doing all of this to, does, does that put more pressure on these big time schools? Not more pressure, but does that like, does that change how it some of these coaches the bar. are working? I yeah. think it's kind of setting the bar more than anything. Cause it's, but then it's also looking at like, you know, you're not going to, I'm just going to use this coach. For example, let's say he was in college though. The Dolphins head coach, I can't think of his name. It just got fired. Oh yeah. Uh, he actually had two winning seasons. Flores, Brian Flores. Yeah. He had two winning seasons. You got rid of a guy that's actually won for you. Now you're going to go get whoever. Well, the expectations from that Flores guy, does he consider himself one of these coaches like a Nick Saban? You know, let's say this is college though. Does he consider himself that type of coach that he can get that kind of money or all those kind of deals? You got to, the thing is, he's got to do something first to get that. You can't just be, you know, Joe Schmo that coached up at Kent right. State and then be like, oh, well, I had this winning season like five years in a row. I should be able to get something like that. You got to, you have to prove it from a, to me, a big powerhouse type of school. What I'm getting at though is Michigan is a big powerhouse school who may be, would have to do that. Yes. They're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the school. Yes. They would have to do something along those lines to keep up with schools like USC that just picked up, you know, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I'm not, I'm still not convinced that USC is committed to winning. Like the facilities are just okay. Uh, the stadium sucks. It's off campus, right? No, it's Mm -hmm. not on campus. Never mind. You, you, UCLA is off. Still sucks. It still sucks. I, I liked it. It was like, it's a, it's a majestic dump. 
It's okay. like a, it's a you know it it's it's got so much history. It's like the the at night with the with the torch going. It looks like you're in the Parthenon or something like that. It, it or Circus Maximus. It looks amazing. It is a majestic ass of a stadium. That bad. Probably, probably like Fenway and Wrigley. Basically, put a dress on a turd. Yeah. But it was a yeah. really good turn at some point. Yeah, it was. It sat around a little too long. Didn't they build it for like the 92 Olympics or some shit like that? The, or was it older than that? Oh, no, the that thing's been around since like the 20s. Wait, which stadium are we talking about? US. We're talking about the USC one. Yeah, the Coliseum. The Coliseum. Yeah? The Coliseum. Did they renovate it for the Olympics then? What, Maybe, there was something that happened no, with that. 90, 92, you're thinking of the 84 Olympics. That was in L.A. Yeah, it was yeah okay, that, which, whichever one I'm talking about. I had no idea that it's been around that long. Yeah, and now it's it's had some facelifts since 1923, but it's still that's the fitting for the stadium LA. Is yeah. still, I mean, that's, yeah. That's what the Dodgers played. The, when the Dodgers first moved to L.A., they played there. They played at the Coliseum? Dude, go look at the photos. They had like a seventy foot high net in left field. It had a it had a renovation in uh, twenty nineteen. Dyer was laughing so hard and loud that his mic cut out. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Go check out the photo. Look at the, Google the photos of Dodgers L A Coliseum. It's wild because it's like so, it's like a, it's like a seventy yard. It's like seventy yards to the to the left field fence. That's ridiculous. So, Choppy, question for you then. Are you closing this stadium and building a brand new one, or are you completely retrofitting this stadium but keeping the bones of it because of the history? I mean, like you keep it. Yeah. I'm keeping it. If you can. But just, right. just dumping a ton of money into it and making it a yeah, modern. Just try to fix it. it. Just make it like the typical, like Terps is saying, the modern Fenway or modern, Wrigley. Yeah, like, so let me give you an example. I've, I've been to the stadium once. There are no bathrooms in the stadium. You have to go out. So, like, you've got the stadium, and then you've got, like, the concourse is outside the stadium. And then you've got a gate to get in, a fence. The, the bathrooms are, like, makeshift, those trailer bathrooms. Or they also have, like, some concession stand bathrooms, too. But it's all outside the stadium. Like, it's outside the actual gate. The gate is on the exterior wall, not your gate, like, your section. Is on the exterior wall of the stadium. Yeah. And you have to leave the stadium to go take a piss. So the question it, is this. I mean, I'm not. Don't break the seal. I'm not a building expert, but is the cost that it's going to take to modernize the stadium? Is that. Is it worth putting that money into it rather than just blowing the thing up and building a new one? In California, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is you already had the land, but then you had to yeah. play, play for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, SoFi. You could go play in SoFi for a few years. Yeah, there's, I'm sure some place you're, they could. You're, well, no, SoFi up. would be perfect. I mean, you're not yeah. going to fill the place all the time, but it's a top-of-the-line amenity stadium, and scheduling's not too difficult. Saturdays. Yeah, like, yeah it's like doable. If they were to tear it down and still you can play in the Rose Bowl. Like, they could keep that one, the one end zone that is open to the flame, the torch. The sort of Greek columns, they can keep that as is, tear the rest of the stadium down, and then build around it. Or they could just 
recreate that and and put a modern twist on that you know i mean it doesn't yeah. have to look exactly the same you can you can do some cool things with that you know the coliseum like, whatever you want to call how it. the yankee stadium and city field is yeah well yeah that's intentional they're well, based on their older designs yeah no i get that that's what i'm saying yeah. you could do that same exact thing when you look at fenway park the only reason fenway is still there is because of the history yeah it's fenway yeah everything that i've don't heard really have a place to put a new one anyway the fucking worst place to watch a game in major league baseball i don't go that far from a yeah. fan standpoint yeah. i've heard where it, else it, is it, worse i don't know i'll never go well you'll never go to fenway I'll go, I would like to go just to go. Just yeah, to say, I'll I've go. watched hey, it. You guys can go anytime you want. I will have tickets there for you. If I'm playing, I can get tickets. I'll go when they tear it down. <laughs> Why? Is this, the, is this the Yankee fan in you speaking? Just, just to watch it tear down. <laughs> but see, I hate the fucking New York Yankees. I'm sorry. I can't stand the goddamn Yankees. But... One of the biggest regrets that I have as a baseball fan is not ever having watched a game at Old Yankee Stadium just because the history that's there and um, whatever they called their, their Hall of Fame area back there, you know, some of the greatest of all time enshrined at Yankee Stadium. That place became a dump too. Yeah, and it, it probably was. But just to say that you watched a game at Yankee Stadium, the real Yankee Stadium, yeah. not the one now, is something that I feel like I really kind of missed out on. And it's I don't, Monument yeah. Park, by the way. Yeah, Monument, Monument Park's still there. Yeah, it's there. They redid yeah, it. but it's not... It's that, not what it was. It's not the, the same. One was like, it, they would just try to find room for it. Now it's, you know, it's a set place. It's yeah. just like, I don't know. I mean, the old one was great. I, I haven't been to the new Monument Park. I've been to the new it's stadium. Nice. It's, it's nice. It's nice. The whole it's stadium's nice. nice. Yeah, the <laughs> thing that I want, I, I wish... I've been to the Monument Park. I wish something that, like, for instance, not every, like, again, Dyer was saying, like, going to Yankee Stadium, you know, you wish you could go to it. The thing that I think, too, as a baseball fan is is going there, one of the coolest things about playing in Yankee Stadium is hearing them do the chant uh, to every single player, every oh, single in, game. In, in the in the, the roll call, yes. But there is there anything, the flip side of that is, is there anything more annoying than that stupid two-strike siren? That they do nonstop. Wait. The two strike siren. Yeah. They do they the, do the uh, PC Richards jingle. No, 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 no. No, no, no. They do the Death Star alarm sound every time they have an O2 count. When did they like, start that? What? I don't remember. Like the last that. few years they've been doing it. It is terrible. I don't it think is, I've... it is god awful. I don't recall hearing that at oh, all. Oh, it, it's hundred percent there. Like it, it is obnoxious. It is loud, and no, they did it last year too, Joey. I'm ninety percent sure they did it last. Did but definitely this year. It is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I, now I wish, like I wish they would, like I think they made back in the back when was it Theo that called them the Evil Empire or was it uh, yeah the the owner? I wish they would have embraced even embraced it. They're doing it now. Yeah, like back then, like. You know, I went to a game like the year after, and they were playing the Jedi song for when they were doing their starting lineups instead of the Imperial March for Vader. Like, if they had any <laughs> sense of humor, they'd have done that. Let's fucking embrace it right now. We're the damn evil empire. 
I will say this. The one thing I hate about Yankee Stadium, one of the things I hate about Yankee Stadium, it's the same thing I didn't like about Guaranteed Rate Field, is the separation of the lower bowl from everything else. Like, it's not easy to get from, like, to walk around the stadium. Like, in a lot of other stadiums, there's, like, escalators that go straight from, you know, the, the upper bowl straight down into the lower bowl, and so you can kind of walk around and see everything. At both Yankee Stadium and at Guaranteed Rate, there's this separation and this, like, ticketed separation between the lower bowl area and everything else. And it's a pain to, like, Yankees Stadium, it might be out of, uh, you know, design just because it has to be because the stadium's so tall and narrow. But, like, I just, I don't like that. I don't like the separation. The, like, oh, if you're not, if you're not ticketed for the lower bowl, you can't be down here kind of thing easily, which is how it is a guaranteed rate, at least. And Yankee Stadium is just a pain to do it just to get from the upper bowl, from, like, the mezzanine area down. They have, like, their own separated, like, walkways. That's kind of shitty. Why yeah. couldn't you just go... So you can't just go walk around and explore the stadium if you wanted to, even if you don't have a ticket down there? You can. It's very... But it's not easy to get back up to your seats. So, like... Uh, think think of, like, um, old-school stadiums with external walkways, Dyer. Where, like, the yeah. walkway, like you know, kind of spirals around the outside of the stadium. And the only way you can get from like the lower bowl to the upper bowl is like through that like spiral staircase, that spiral like walkway. It's yep, like that, exactly but it's like that, but internal. Hmm. So there's no direct access from like a mezzanine bowl seating, like a mezzanine seating to the lower bowl area. And uh, at guaranteed rate, it's ticketed. Like you have to be ticketed to be in the lower bowl section. Interesting. At least parts of it. But it, it's also Yankee Stadium is Fort Knox. They got that place on lock. They don't care if you know a player. They don't, they could, those ushers could care less. They're like, no, you are not going down to say hi. Like you could not go, go down. You have to be ticketed for the Legends area to get in here. It's like straight up Fort Knox there. Well, I do want to share this because I want, you know, we're talking about football and obviously this weekend, me and Dyer. Uh, and two of our buddies, uh, three of our buddies, went to uh, the Browns game. And so, I, you know, hanging out with the guys. I haven't seen them in, God, I don't know. It's been at least six months. Uh, one of my buddies I haven't seen in probably, oh, never mind. I saw him during the season, too. So, usually, I don't really see them that much. I'll put it that way. So, we go up there, and we're hanging out in Cleveland. Uh, get up the next morning, and... Uh, we go downstairs to get breakfast, and this was one of the most iconic moments of the day. <laughs> uh, we're downstairs, and we're waiting in line for the buffet, and this lady gets up out of her chair and starts walking off. She's probably, I don't know, she's probably like 50. Um, um, I mean, she wasn't bad to look at, but it's nothing you're going to go crazy for. For a 50-year-old, not bad looking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's not bad. Like, you know, as you eat bad. your popcorn, really interested in it. She was uh, a fat pig, I say that. Yeah, well, she, she... She looked decently put together. Yeah, she she had her life together. Yeah. And as she started walking, there's this larger man uh, standing up against the wall. Uh, so it's like there's the, the walkway. What's that? Large fat, large tall. Um... 
I wouldn't say he was fat. Yeah, I mean, he I wasn't. Say, in, he, was he wasn't in good shape. Yeah, he, he was, was thick. A, a tall dude that, if he was six inches shorter, he probably would have looked. He would have been a bowling ball. Yeah. Okay. So, so it gives you a little bit better description, but the guy's up against the wall, just standing. You know, waiting. We're all waiting in line for this breakfast, and all of a sudden, this lady just—I mean—you hear this loud boom right into the ground, like thud hard and we turn around we're all looking and i saw it kind of happening so i'm doing everything i can not to laugh dyer also is the same way trying not to laugh because the lady had fallen down and she turns around and the first thing she says was was that your foot (laughs) and the guy like literally looked at it and he was like yeah it was (laughs) and then she goes well, what happened? <laughs> just like that. Like she got knocked out or something, but her head never even hit the ground. It was just her body crashing into the ground. Not only did she hit, she also did one of those things when you hit the ground and your phone goes another like 50 feet in front of you. She threw that out there. And then like once she realized that everybody was looking at her, then she goes, oh, God. Oh. Like she was in so much pain and we are just dying laughing. It was one of the funniest things I've ever... Well, I shouldn't say it like that, but fuck it. She fell down. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. If you if people get upset about this, I'm sorry. But it was one of those things you literally wanted to laugh, but you're trying to be nice and not laugh at her. Any other time, I promise you, every single person in that place would have busted up laughing as soon as they found out she was okay. It was that funny. And I mean, it was a loud crash for a little woman like this was hard. Like somebody was she took carrying a, objects. No, she didn't. Yeah, a cell phone. Just the phone that went skittering across across the floor. The the sound that it made though, I thought that either the linoleum had cracked as how as hard as she fell, or I thought her head bounced off the floor. It was. It was this, like a bowling ball hitting the ground. It was a solid Jeez. thud, and you I'm not could kind of like feel it like in your feet when she hit. You could feel it reverberate through the floor. Like, that's how hard she hit. And I didn't see it happen, but I heard it and felt it. And I look back, and she's laying there, like, on her side with one knee, like, folded up over the other. So, and her arm is, like, stretched out underneath her head. So she she landed. She was trying to slide into a base to be safe. Exactly. She landed flat on her flank, just full body weight. No bracing or anything. <laughs> when she said, what happened? The way she said it, you would have thought she was concussed. So she was on her phone and didn't see his foot. Uh, that I don't know, but yeah, probably. It's probably. usually how it would go. She was trying to text and walk and yep. typical just <laughs> crashed into an object. Question. Why am I worse at texting and walking than I am at texting and driving? Because when you're texting, yeah, I agree with that. I I would also feel the same way. Uh, I think the reason for it is because you know that you're using a a motorized object that could actually kill you, that you're going to pay more attention. You're more alert or aware of the the surroundings. Whereas walking, you know you're not, if anything, you're going to walk into something, but it's not going to be something that's going to really damage you. Mm. That would be my assumption. Yeah, and this right. is the prime prime example right now. If this lady was driving, yeah, she might have uh, gotten to a you know fatal accident. But instead, she was walking and she got a mild concussion. 
Well, the other thing too is like nobody, everybody was so shocked, so shocked at what happened. Yeah, we were all puzzled. Everybody, was. everybody was just standing there gawking at her and the interaction between her and the dude that she tripped over, who was equally as shocked as everybody else. Like he couldn't believe it. His foot was. It's not like he stuck his foot out like Mike Tomlin during one of the <laughs> playoff games. He actually, or she actually, or yeah, he was just actually standing there like he's up as far as he can against the wall. And then that was it. All right, guys, we're going to take a tour of Choppy's house. Here we go. I had to refill my water. Oh, God. But here's the other thing that happened, too, while we were here. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I'm going to tell the story, and I'm going to ask you a question at the end. Actually, I'm just going to ask you at the, at the point. Do you piss with your lights on or off when you get up in the morning? <laughs> in the morning or the middle of the night? In, in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night? And you uh, are sharing no. a room with somebody. If you're sharing a room with somebody. Can I close the door? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Lights on. Okay. Uh, if there's I, no I window in the middle off. of the night. Yeah. I am always lights off in the middle of the night. But, but I will say this. Middle of the night, sometimes if, uh, if, I, if I can't get my bearings straight, I will sit down in the middle of the night. There's nothing wrong with sitting and pissing. If, I, if I'm in yes, a hotel room. Or something like that. I'll close the door, then turn the lights on. Like if you're sharing a room, you know, we got a room together. Yeah. You got one bed, I got the other. You're gonna get up and you're gonna turn the light on. Well, no, not to get to the bathroom. Once I'm yeah, in the yeah, bathroom, I get that. yeah, yeah. Well, once okay. I get in, once I get to the bathroom, I'll usually use, use just like the ambient light from like my phone. Yeah. To like get to the bathroom, and then once I'm at the bathroom, I'll close the door and turn the light on. Okay. And Megan, I'm sorry, you're a woman. You're gonna sit down to pee, so this doesn't affect you. Well, the light still does, whether you turn the light on or off. Yeah, does. yeah but you don't have, she's not going to miss. Right. Definitely not going to miss. She could also so, be, be considerate to the people she's with as well. Correct. I get that. But, okay, here's the thing, though, is, as males, when we go in, if you're sharing the room and you're peeing, you're going to try to pee as quiet as you can. You don't pee straight into the water. Right, you you're go to the pee side. pee, like, to the side of the toilet. Yeah, it's health yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah. Well, somebody... Um, decided to get up after somebody else in the room got up earlier and turned the light on, woke that person up. And then when they got up to go pee, they decided not to turn the light back on or turn it off. Or, I mean, sorry, keep it on. They turned it off and then proceeded to pee. Not any piss in the toilet all over the floor. Oh. So me the next day... Goes in, so it's clearly not me. So you can you'll figure this out. It's not me. There's only going to be four sus or three suspects that are left. I go in because Dyer takes a shit in our bathroom because me and Dyer were sharing a room. And when I go into this other bathroom by these other people, I proceeded to step in piss, oh. not knowing, not knowing. That it was piss at all. I started peeing, and when I was peeing, I realized, man, it sure does smell like piss in this bathroom. <laughs> and I kept thinking to myself, well, does my pee stink? Like, you know, sometimes if you eat uh, asparagus, yeah. your pee will stink. So I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, were you barefoot? Yes, yes, I was barefoot, 100%. When did they start putting asparagus in BLT pizza? Yeah, that, I'm, I'm literally thinking, <laughs> like, okay... I had this BLT pizza. There's what, what did I do to get my piss to stink? And then finally I realized while the light is on, because I pee with the light on, 
I looked down and I saw that there was piss all over the floor of the bathroom. And come to find out, the person decided that he peed and didn't care because he said he was trying to make sure he did not wake up the other person. Because I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's what he was trying to be Wasn't stealth. There an ability and to here's the, the thing. A hundred percent, Terps, you could have shut the door. That's where I was going with next is okay. easily could have shut the door easily, but chose not to just chose to actually go in. He said he wanted to keep the light off so that way he didn't wake up the person and proceeded to pee thinking that he was, he said he thought he was going to be accurate. And then he realized that he wasn't. So he didn't care. He just finished and went back to bed. (laughs) I have another question. Yeah. Question. Was this one of those hotels? I've noticed a trend. Some hotels put essentially a nightlight in the bathroom. Yeah, this one that didn't always, have it. That we didn't dude, have it. That's not that's not considerate. That, that's poor hotel management. No, I would see that. That doesn't even. I, I love what you're saying because it it is. That's a good point. It could be, but at the same time, though, that's not the hotel's fault that you oh, 100% take agree. responsibility agree. to your own manner or matter and fucking turn the light on. Close the door. Close the door first. Close it first. Leave yourself in the darkness for two seconds. But put your hand on the light switch while you close the door. Correct. And then turn that light on and boom. Now I can pee and I can see where I'm aiming. Yeah. Or just bring your phone with you, close the door of the bathroom, and turn the flashlight on your phone on. Yeah. Yeah, That's just like use the butt towel. A second yeah, sun. To clean it up. Yeah. Or if you do miss, clean the shit up. Do you think yeah, that's the thing is, how do, do you, you think, leave that there? Yeah, do you think your roommate would like to not be woken up by the light or would like to not step in urine? If they had to choose, which one would they like? Can I choose neither? I would much rather be woken up for a couple minutes than step in piss the next day. 100%. <laughs> You're in a hotel. Do you not subscribe to the... You can't walk barefoot in a hotel. You got to put you got to put house shoes on because the floors are nasty. Nah, no, nope. eh. always barefoot. Yeah, always. Just, I drank just, out of a hose growing up as a kid. They're, come yeah, on, I don't care no. either. No, I know, I like I, I, I've dated girls that care. Like they always got to put their house shoes on, even in a hotel room. Nah. I mean, so yeah, maybe I'll wear socks, but I'm not doing it on purpose. Yeah. But I mean, they they literally like the maids go in and clean and all that stuff. Now, just imagine being the person that has to go in there and be like, oh, wow, look at this fucking idiot. They pissed all over the floor. Let me introduce you to a young man, 20 years old. Uh, I believe Tom is from uh, England. That is also the United Kingdom. Well, his mother, he lives at home with his mom and dad. And his mother went into his bedroom to change the sheets, as many moms will do well evidently she found something in his drawer actually it was under the bed in the drawer under the bed so i guess he has a pull-out drawer under the bed and it was what you might affectionately refer to as a pocket pussy a fake vagina mom Mm. found this i hope she didn't stick her finger inside that it was probably a little bit Never mind. So she was looking Used. for the sheet. Liquidy. Liquidy. So what liquid diet. Was, what she did was she took a photo of it and sent it to the other members of the family in a group family chat. And it said, Tom, 
can I get rid of the fake vagina that's in your drawer under your bed? I was looking for a sheet in case you thought I was being nosy. Now, I got to say, like, this is like a, like, this dude is not like, he's not looking like, like, this is a good looking dude, great shape, doesn't have a problem getting a chick, but, you know, you still have your toys every now and then. You might, it's socially acceptable in the Gen Z world, Derek. I got I to let you in on that one. Socially acceptable to have those. I mean, uh, for God's. I don't have any of that stuff. I don't either. And I, I like, think- you're, I'll put it this way too. I don't really watch porn either because it make I can't watch it without laughing. <laughs> I mean, you th- think about it. They're like, oh, yeah, you like that? Yeah, fuck yeah, you do. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, here I come. Oh, my God. Like, that shit just makes me laugh. I cannot watch that and try to play with my wiener while <laughs> listening to them try to give me this authentic blowjob or whatever they're doing. Oh, you want me to suck your dick? Oh, yeah, watch that. I'm going to really suck it. Like, no. That's why I watch amateur porn. It's even it's even worse when it's like, all right, here's your pizza. It'll be $20. Oh, I don't have $20. Oh, I, I need you to pay for this pizza. Oh, well, I can pay in another way. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like, thanks for fixing my sink. Oh, you forgot to get your mail? Oh, well, let me. When I started doing that as a, as a, as a teenager, you know, I didn't have a computer. I didn't have the internet. Yeah. I'm old enough to. I'm old enough to remember what it was like that. You know, you had to. You had to actually think about it uh, and use a roster, a bench. I had to have a bench. You had to have a roster. You know, I you respect a, that. Like I a, get like it. Like, are you talking about like a spank bank? Yeah, you had to have a. You had to have a roster of either people okay. or or someone you've either you've either slept with or wanted to 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 think about. Yeah. Let's not get off topic here real quick, though, because I, I want to circle back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to follow yeah. up because I, I found the article. I found the article, and supposedly not only did she shame him in the group family chat, she then took a picture of a flashlight and a flashlight next to each other, sent that to the family group chat, and said, one of these, the England now, one of these torches batteries don't work. And like, just yeah. continued to just like, and yeah, <laughs> and then this dude put it on TikTok, and it got over a million views. So, <laughs> like, it got me thinking. Like, did 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 a did a your mom or dad or anybody like ever find something in your room or the the do they have like an awkward sex talk? Like, my parents never really had the sex talk with me. Yeah, like, me either. They never had it. My dad, my mom, when I was like, I was, I think I was just out of college or I was in college. What are the two? She was like, you know, doing the same thing, putting some clothes away. And she found a box of condoms. And my dad was like, I don't like that. My kid's getting laid in this house more than me. (laughs) Take that elsewhere. Like that was as, that was as awkward as it got for me with my parents. My family, Mm. my family sent me, sent me. It was like sex, like I don't even know what you would call it, but it was like this, like Sunday school, but for oh, like no. teens, and it was all about like <laughs> your body and sex or whatever. And let me tell you, it went as well as you think a bunch of fourteen-year-old handled it. it. It went as well as you think it did. The, I distinctly remember being 
taught about condoms. And instead what happened was we blew the condoms up to as big as we possibly could blow them up to. Because those things don't pop, by the way. Like, they, they inflate to insane, basically, just, like, I don't even, like, like you know those, like, orange old, like, wiffle ball bats that you, everyone would call, like, Bertha? Like, twice yes. that size. They, yeah. Yeah, like, twice that size. And you would tie them off. And we spent the entire time just beating each other with them. <laughs> Jesus. Like, there was nothing learned at all. So, like, my parents are like, we're not going to talk to you about it. We're going to have someone else talk to you about it. And that went real well. Like, just didn't go at all. Didn't go yeah, at all. Yeah, my parents didn't ever, you know, talk about that with me. The only thing uh, I remember was I did have a girl over once. Uh, it was, like, early. And, like, we went up to my room. And I remember I tried to shut the door. And my mom was like, nah, you guys can keep the door open. So, that was the only thing, like, that really happened. then after... You know, once we took her home and we had to drive back, my mom was like, just telling me, like, if you guys are going to ever have sex, use a condom. Like, that's all she said to me. Other than that, my parents <laughs> never talked to me about, like, that or even when it came to, like, drinking and smoking. Like, they, the conversations were very small and limited. But since we were talking about this, the, the, the thing is, too, like, uh, you know, I was saying I don't really watch porn. I don't. I think it's funny. I can't get into it. I'd rather look at magazines or, you know, if you're looking at pictures, I, there, to me, it's or some videos, but it's not like I can't see the whole porn scene. Like you were saying, you know, did you order a taxi? No, I didn't order a taxi, but you're here and I'll fuck your dick. Like, no, I don't need that kind of stuff. It's just too entertaining. Like they they give the weirdest vibes. Like it just. It's hard for me to be like, oh, well, I'm going to stay hard to this one. <laughs> can't wait to see what they do here. Are they getting in the cab or what's going on? Like, this story's riveting. Yeah, so that that kind of throws me off. So I've always been like just watching, you know, videos, whatever. Um, but I, I will. Is the best, by the way. My what? Your porn voice is, the, is by far the best. Which one? Yeah. Yes. The one you've been doing this entire time. I've <laughs> been doing a couple of them. <laughs> Mixing them Girl. in there so we can get. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. Like your Ford voice sounds like Al Gore from South Park. He's <laughs> <laughs> half man, half bear, half pug. It's man I just bear want pug. you to suck my balls. I'm cereal. I'm super cereal. Just suck on my balls, cereal. <laughs> so we found we found we, we we found Derek's next gig after after baseball. You know those like really badly dubbed uh, porn videos. It's gonna be cartoon porn. Seriously. No, 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 no. But like you know, they have like it's like a live action. Like there, there's YouTube videos of this where it's like a live action like video, like porn video, but they've dubbed it over because. They didn't either get the sounds they were looking for or whatever it was. And it's we always need, the, uh, Derek to come in here. It's always the most obnoxious like sounds you'll ever hear. Because it's yeah, like you, exact Yeah, Kermit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kermit, do you yeah. like that? <laughs> yeah, Kermit. Oh just as, yeah. Just as Derek's in the booth, um, one, we one, take it easy there. That was going a little bit too hard. One one hand hold one hand holding the headset up, and then you just hear right, and then you just hear boop. All right, Derek, that was great. I love it. Um, on the orgasm scene, though, I need a little bit more. I, I need a little bit more emotion coming from you there. Okay, sound a little oh, flat. Yeah. Okay, can we do that three more times, please? Three more times. 
Yeah, I can't wait to get in there. Oh, yo. It's ridiculous. Harder. And they harder. Always, harder. Harder. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Yeah, you like that, don't you? The shit cracks me. Oh, it, I mean, we're all adults. We've all had sex. That's one of the worst things, too. And I was like, what oh, do yeah, you, you like that? Yeah, smack me. You guys have had sex before? Never. That's one of the worst things. Wait, wait, no, it Dyer. just cracks me up. It just makes me laugh. You can't do these things and make me laugh. Yeah, just, just sitting there, just like, you know, doing your thing. And I just want to laugh. At you. <laughs> you're in there beating the brakes off of somebody, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, hit me harder. Yeah. So if you ever hear no. Derek, so if you ever hear Derek laughing hysterically from his bathroom, that's why. <laughs> Talk in my ear, yeah, fuck yeah, get in there. <laughs> Whisper me some hot nothings. Somewhere, someone's gonna find this later down the line. Just go, Derek Holland, yeah, sex they're voice. Gonna, they're gonna throw that out there for sure. But, Sounds and cool. I will say, like you know, we're talking about having the sex talks. I never really had the sex talk. I was told, be but, safe, don't be stupid. I'm sure of it. I, I know my dad knows that I found his magazines once. That was always the thing. Oh. Didn't hide them very well. They were hidden behind records. Like, come on, dad, you're better than that. The Playboy or the Hustler penthouse? How about uh, all of the above? Nice. We had a ranged variety. Really? But my thing well, is, this is what there, I... He had a raunchy side to him. He was in there. He was in there like swimwear. Were any of the pages you... stuck together? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I distinctly what remember. If, what if that would have been bad if, like, my dad was like, Derek or Greg, I got the magazine back out, and these pages were stuck together, and I know it wasn't from me. Which one of you <laughs> two glued, did it? Who glued these together? <laughs> who, who decided to get to the magazine and put these two pictures together? This is my favorite story. <laughs> what were we trying to accomplish here? I would never have said anything if this wasn't also my favorite page, and now I can't view it because your semen has glued it together. Who was it? <laughs> I will say I distinctly remember because I signed up for Sports Illustrated as of like in like middle school, and I distinctly remember my parents confiscating the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. How dare they! For me, multiple times. And so I used to hide it. I wanted to see if the I would get it. I, I, would, I, I would get the mail every day when it comes in. Like, this is mine. This ain't being thrown out. Bro. When, Dyer, you did were, you... when you were like 13 years old and you got to the part of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition where they were body painted. Body paint? That was, that was it. That was that everything was you needed. I don't even pay for it now. <laughs> it used to be free. Isn't it, isn't it not free anymore? I don't think it's included in the subscription. No, I don't think it is. It used to be. Yeah. I remember it would just show up. That was worth the subscription fee itself back then. Yeah, I also remember. Cool. I remember when Barnes Noble had that section, like the magazine yeah. section. Yep. And it was always off in a corner, like you. It went. It went. Yeah, but it was covered though that you couldn't see. You know, you uh, couldn't yeah, see was, the it, things. The Sports Illustrated was in a uh, a plastic plastic bag kind of thing. Yeah, mine wasn't. So it would go. I don't know if maybe just people open the bags or whatever, but in my Barnes Noble, it went. Like right in the front, it was like comics, and then it went to like cars, like muscle cars, that kind of thing, and then it went to like it progressed, and then it went to like outdoors, 
Then I went to like you know, lifting things like that, and then the back section was all like they called it adult uh, the magazines. And fitness magazines yeah. were there when they they, they got <laughs> a little weird too, like 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 mid nineties. They just they just went for it. They did. Mm-hmm. They went. They went like th- you had like you went from one to like nine magazines in about a week. They were just covering, flooding the shelves out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always curious though, is how my dad got these magazines because it's like you never saw him come in the mail. Barnes and Noble. Yeah, no, I'm saying he had to go. We had a. There's okay. There's one. One thing. One of our. Yeah, I was going to say, Dyer, there's one <laughs> store that we had. My buddy's dad was always in there. You know who I'm talking about, Dyer, right? Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's been a time that I actually went into this store and he was there. Well, uh, it literally just turns like, oh, hey, what up, Derek? How you doing? Well, there's, there's also like every town or every, every place has like that one weird establishment like choppy do you know there's there's a very well lit establishment right at the bridge where like route nine and the parkway go over the river before like before they all kind of merge where there's like those four bridges is it called titillations is it in is it in that's uh... that's that's what it is now but it wasn't always it's like it's just a very obvious black building was that in bloomberg um i don't remember i don't remember it's literally right before, you know, like you had the Parkway Bridge and the Route 9 Bridges. They got those four bridges, like all right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it was right to the, so like when you were coming back from like Newark International or like JFK or wherever, you had to pass this place. And they had like the largest like neon signs. And they still do. It's always there. a neon sign. Right. But like as you're coming down like the hump of the bridge, all you see, like you, like all you see is just like it, it is definitely. I think it is titillations now. No, it's called the Gentleman's Club. Or at least it used to be called the Gentleman's Club. And they had that like really shitty like woman's leg neon sign. Uh, that would like this like. That's where it was Bloomfield. Yeah. Yep. I used to go up there. I used to go to a place called Frank's Chicken House. That was in Mansville. Manville. Manville. Okay. Manville. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what an awful dive that was. <laughs> BYOB. I mean, you had girls out there just clam hanging everywhere. I was a chicken, though. Jesus, any place called Frank's Chicken House in Manville, I would hope that at least they have women. Dude, Manville <laughs> was a town that was like like, like a bustling place. They got shut down because everybody got asbestos from the yep. giant power plant they had there. It's like a ghost town now. But <laughs> Chicken House. Jesus. Did your chicken get choked? You know, it did not get choked. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, I'm sorry. To it say. got gobbled. <laughs> it, I went in there, I said, it was I the gobbler. Eat a snack or be a snack. Let me know. <laughs> Oof. Chicken didn't get choked, so you had to go home and peel your banana. Dang right, Dan. Dang right. <laughs> now you got to peel a, a banana. What a pig. So, wait, did you. <laughs> look- <laughs> did you guys ever get caught? doing anything you know not that they ever told me about yeah not not i not think solo. i uh, not solo my dad i was i was like i was with my high school girlfriend and we were in my room and the door was shut my dad comes over and, he, and I, I just got back from a baseball game and like my 
I was like basically walking around the house with, you know, my pants unbuttoned. Like I was just, I just had them unbuttoned, right? Just open, but they're tight enough around the legs. They stay up. Right. And like my dad comes barging into my room because the door was shut. I was with my girlfriend and he's all, he sees me with my pants undone like that. And he gets like, he like gets in my face. And then like she leaves my dad. I come downstairs. My mom's like, you were having sex in our house. <laughs> and I was like, no, I wasn't, Ma. Just sitting there getting dressed. No, you were having sex. Like, just, <laughs> just like that. And if they think they caught, they think they caught me, they got nothing. There, no, there was no sex going on. I didn't sleep with that girl. She was a Mormon. She wasn't letting me, she wasn't letting me in. Uh, this was this was before the days of soaking uh, were a popular trend uh, among the Mormon community. Um, so, so you read her book? She she did. She tried. She tried to let me. I I just wasn't in it. I wasn't in it. Mm. Soaked before. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast just went way off. <laughs> this is off the fairfall after dark. Is what this is. Make sure you turn the lights on before you pee, though. No, make sure that's part of the intro. Just, just put that clip in there. Choppy I'm saying so... sex. Yeah, <laughs> he does say it. They were in there having sex. Sex. We need that. We need that. Followed by Derek says, "Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, there was sex." Yeah, and also, yeah you Tyler, like that, don't you, Tyler? I need sensual music to come into the podcast too. Like like some like eighties like Foxy. Yeah. Like, like pull out like the Marvin Gaye playlist and just let it go. See, I think I got caught. Ooh. Um I came home from school early. And so I was hanging out at the house. We had a computer at the time. And I was downstairs. And the way it was set up is like my computer room whatever you want to call it was literally if I looked to my right, I could look straight up the stairs to go upstairs to the, the, like the main floor of the house. And then straight from there is the garage. So the garage door is right there. So you can see when you come in the door right there, you could literally look down into the computer room and I can see you up at the garage door. And I was literally there, obviously looking at porn just going to town had my freaking i was i was uh my favorite what is it what's that tommy boy thing favorite little rascal spanky spanky is it alfalfa or is it spanky um so i was sitting there just wailing going to town and the way that our desk was set up is the monitor was in front of me and down below was the pull-out keyboard. So you have the sliding oh, fancy. keyboard. Fancy. Yeah. So I got the, the keyboard is out because I'm trying to find, you know, the right picture that I want. Like, I, I, for some reason, I wasn't creative enough to look at videos. And next thing I know, I heard the door open. And I, like, looked over to my right. But I was, like, still, like, what do I do? Do I stop? Do I go? And then all of a sudden, I just saw... Uh, my mom looked down. She goes, what are you doing? And I freaking <laughs> slam the keyboard forward and push myself straight back so I can just slide out. End up falling back off the chair, chair flips back, whatever. And my mom's like, what are you doing down there? And I was like, 
I was trying to find something and I can't find it. <laughs> what are you trying to find? And then she was like, oh, okay. And then she just like walked off and I was like, what the fuck? Why is she home right now? And I just remember like never said anything, but when I came down, the computer was all set up differently. Like everything was moved and it was like, all right, well, I definitely got noticed there. But I never had any conversations or anything like, you know, talking about sex or getting pocket pussies or any of that stuff. I didn't have any of those toys. Smart enough to look at the browser history back. We were that's that was the other thing too. Is my parents found that. My parents found out found that easy because that I did have. I will say I did have uh, printed websites of where I was at, like. Not only did they just print, like, here's the bar, like, this is your website, your whatever, your URL, whatever you want to put there. She literally had it, or they, because it's probably part of my dad. My dad probably kept it. <laughs> printed off that, and then it had, like, the picture of whatever was from that website all yep. in together as thumbnail? one. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't the thumbnail. It was, like, they were, it was the picture. Like, you know how we could do a screenshot? It was kind of like that. Like, she took the whole thing and then put it together onto a piece of paper and just kept printing it out like different ones. And it had the website to each one. And then they were just like all on a stack sitting up on the counter. So when I came down for breakfast that next morning, it was there all together. Like, oh, that's cool. But nothing like they didn't really, my parents never really said anything when it came to that. Like I had a more intense talking about drinking and smoking than I did anything else. I think the one time I don't like I don't I I don't know if they caught me or if they assumed and just didn't really say anything about it. I mean, like, they, let's just be real. Our parents caught us. It they just didn't want to have that conversation yeah. of like, all right, um, well, what am I going to tell him? He can't play with his wiener. Like, well, I was with <laughs> I, I I was with the girl I went to prom with, and we didn't do anything that night. So she's like, she's she was staying over for um obvious TV, reasons. Just, Right, but it was also convenience reasons because she wasn't from the area at all. I didn't go to someone with my. I didn't go with someone from my school, and are you that guy? Yeah, I had a girlfriend out of school. Well, She's yeah, from Canada. You wouldn't. Oh, know yeah, her. except except this girlfriend actually showed up. That's true. So, <laughs> um, but well, that's because there's a story for a different day that we'll go into something else that happened to me. But that's a long story, and we'll wait. We'll do another podcast on it because it was pretty fucked up. Um. But, um, she like snuck into my bedroom at like one or two because my parents made her sleep in my sister's room, and she like snuck into my bedroom, and uh, well, the inevitable happened, and I just remember you. Wait, so how old were you? And you, the... this was senior year. This was senior you. year prom. Yeah. yeah so good for you. And the, I just remember the next day, like my like they were oddly kind of cold to her like not like mean <laughs> but like kind of just like okay you know and then dismissive not fully dismissive but like clearly like they had an idea and then i asked if she could come visit like a month later for something else and they go yeah but you can't stay the night <laughs> did your sister dime you out no that i know for sure she didn't okay um wow my sister my sister didn't even know that anything happened be honest until like much later she would have known that the chick left her room though yeah for an no you could you, you could you could drive a tank through there because my <laughs> sister was quite a bit younger and she was already out peace 
But like that's like the only time that like maybe. What well, about you, Dyer? Uh, so I told the story a couple weeks ago on the podcast of how I got caught jerking off. Um, so I'll go with a different story, and I never. I'm I'm beginning to think that my experience, as far as sex talks with my parents, um, more specifically my mom, is outside of the norm. I thought it was normal for parents to have pretty candid uh, and bees. conversations. Like they didn't sit me down and talk to me like in detail about things. But if I asked questions, I got legitimate answers. Um, and we had school taught sex education from like fourth grade on yeah. from like fourth that. grade until like seventh grade or something like that. I had it in high school. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like it was in high school, but yeah, I think you're right. I, it was. I, I definitely had it in elementary school. I didn't have it in elementary school. It was mm. coach Grinrod's wife. You had it in elementary school. Yeah. yeah. I was sure in, it wasn't. I, I specifically remember being in fourth grade. I remember the, Classroom I was sitting in, and Mrs. Grinrod was sitting there talking to us about sex. Sure, it wasn't a one-off? No. Positive. It was sex education through the school in Mrs. Hupp's classroom, fourth grade, Cherry Valley Elementary. Did you say Grimrod? Huh. <laughs> yeah, Grimrod. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> Yes, that is real. I know exactly who he's talking about. Only people from school, from 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 our hometown, would understand how this is kind of funny because Coach Grin, he coached he coached me in high school football. Years later, I had him as a a. a um, he was a freshman uh, coach, right? No, he Where was because I I thought I had Grinrod for because I I mean I quit, but I remember. Who was the coach then in freshman football? You're thinking about Mercer. Uh, yeah, not, you're not right, you're Tim, right. but like his cousin. Yeah. Um, Grinrod was like this super gruff, like kind of pissed off dude. But once you got to know him, he was kind of like had this dry humor. He was funny. His wife was like super loud and like the nicest person on the planet and also taught sex education to fourth graders. But <laughs> um, someone's got to do it. Yeah, she was. But anyway, I digress. She did a very good job with it. Um, oh she, yeah, she did. She she taught it in such a way that it wasn't like funny or whatever, but it was also kind of like light and upbeat and whatever. I don't know if you're gonna teach sex education to f- fourth graders. She did a very good job with it. You anyway, know, you know what, Dyer? I think I had an elementary school too. See, I remember. I remember those. I remember those stupid, remember. those, those, those machines where it was a combination of a slideshow with audio. Right. And you, and you would slot the cassette in and they'd have to yes. time it right. Yep. They'd have to time it right. And if it was it timed like right. next slide. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, if you timed right, it was kind of like a knockoff movie. Right. And if you, they didn't time it right, it was just weird. Exactly. It was like this big old, like white, like metal computer looking thing. And it was all like. It was very vanilla, you know, it wasn't yeah. like this, it wasn't like 
they were showing us porn or anything like that. But it was like, here's what happens to your body yes. when you're in a state of arousal, and this is what happens, and this is how sex occurs, and this and is it... how babies are made, and this shit like that, you know? Oh, and the videos were always recorded by like the same guys who do like Nova for like PBS, and it was like exactly, and, 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 and it was like, it was just like. The man's penis when fully erect. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, like, like it was like that kind of like talking, or it was like the woman's vagina consists of, and it was like one, two, three. And it was like, never like attractive people that were in the videos either. It was like, no, they're not trying to give little kids like, boners in there. <laughs> it was these people like, ugh. Like, God, did you see the tits on that one? <laughs> I, I saw something. I saw something in our live chat, Derek, on on, on your channel, where Giant someone said bush. that, where they remembered them having to yell penis, and I distinctly remember yes, my true. my uh, in middle yeah, no, yeah in, penis yes. I remember middle school though. Um, penis, our penis penis our vagina, vagina, teacher, vagina. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It was a guy called uh, Mr. Williams, and he started all of his sex education classes by opening the door and saying, I want you to yell penis as loud as you possibly can three times. I want you to yell vagina as loud as you possibly can three times. It just, I just remember it seemed, didn't seem like, it seemed funny at the time when you're in the class. It was funnier when you were walking the hallways in between classes. You just heard from down the hallway. Penis. Just, yes. Yeah. Just echoing. <laughs> That's a good icebreaker, though, because then you get yeah. you get it out, get it out of your system, and everybody's just like, okay, well, now we're actually going to talk about penises and vaginas, and it's yep. not funny anymore, because we've already laughed about it. Yep. And you still giggled. The thing well, yeah. that cracked me up, too, is <laughs> what about getting those uncontrollable boners that just randomly oh. would show up? Yes. I remember yeah. one time Tuck I was trying... Your waistline. What do you mean, would? Yeah. I, still, I got one on the way home from work today. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'm saying, like... Here I was, I was in the, in the mall. So back home for us, the Indian Mountain Mall, they had all those freaking uh, kiosks. And this chick was working at one of them. And I, was, I thought she was smoking hot. So I walked up to her and I, you know, nervous as I was, I'm all excited and start talking to her. And she's talking back to me, no problem. <laughs> and then finally I was like, hey, you know, It'd be cool. You, would you want to go see a movie or, or anything? Because, like, you know, cell phones were kind of around, but I didn't have one yet. And she was like, I appreciate the invite. I think I'm probably a little old for you, uh, but it also looks like you're, uh, you're a little excited to see me, too. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I looked down, and I had a full-on, I mean, pitching tent, everything, pants straight out, like, rock solid looking at her. And I, I, I wish I would have been witty enough and be like, well clearly that's my sign saying you're the one like come on but yeah that was that was one oh embarrassing moment God. but i've and, and the other one too like grafton put in there getting a freaking boner in sweatpants yeah that was, that's the worst oh the worst. The worst. you can't hide that one like you no. can but it's like you gotta tuck it you gotta tuck it by your uh, belly button yeah but if you lift your shirt you go like this and your you know your belly pops out well you so is the out. Keep your arms so down. does your soldier. Yeah, but what if you're like, oh, shit, I got it. Like, you're trying to pick no, something well, no, up. No, you're, no, getting anything. You're, you're getting to the next place. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck it. I'll just stay <laughs> here. That's, that's where in school the binder just slides off and just onto your lap instead. There was a girl in our high school. Now, Dyer, you'll remember Dustin Walker. Yeah. There was a girl that would always try to get him 
aroused in one of our, it was, what class was that? Spanish? I can't remember what class it was we had together. She would, and she'd have like, you know, she would show the cleavage. She'd kind of like push her tits together and like just make it to where he would see it. And bro, every time he'd be like, no, she's got to quit, dude. She's got to quit. Like he'd be like <laughs> trying to hide it. And like, he'd kind of like crunch, like crunch over top of his desk. So his boner wouldn't come out. It was fucking hilarious. But we, yeah, we, boners would just pop out of nowhere. And you'd be like, man, what the fuck? We had what am I going to do now? We had a situation happen. I wasn't in this class when it happened, but my friend was. There's a kid who just ended up giving no shits and just full on just rang one out in the middle of class. What? Wait, he, wait rang oh, it out? He went. Yeah. He, he full, full, just went for it. Like oh, in the wow. classroom? In, in the classroom while looking oh, directly at the girl he was interested in. Oh, oh God. That's and that's tough. Start to finish. See, we wow. had nothing. <laughs> like, 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 and we all the entire my school was small in terms of like modern high school standards. Like, I think my graduating like it's not small compared to like small town USA, but in New Jersey, I mean, Choppy, you'll get this. My graduating class was like three hundred, which oh, in New mine was one twenty one. Yeah, which is unheard of. Anything under like five six hundred in New Jersey now is like unheard of. We had me and Dyer went to school on a campus. That was yeah, our no, high school. I, I didn't have that. Yeah, that makes had, me think that I had a 19, was 1920s building. Large for a small town. Yeah, ours ours was. But you you said your comment though, Terps. How about this? Um, we had so you obviously. I don't know if you guys had this at your school or not, but we had uh, a lot of kids with. I don't. What do you want to say? Like Down syndrome or yeah, yeah, they, yeah. what? Special needs. Special needs. Yeah, that, that's the word I was looking for. This kid was not one of them. No, I know, I know, I know. But we had that's what made it like, it, and he like bragged about it. It was really bad. We had uh, two special need kids in our auditorium. So the way our campus is set up, when you first come in, it's the gym, the auditoriums to the right, and then you got it was C building, D building, and then E building, which are all like classrooms. And then H was in the far back, but you don't have to worry about that anymore. But so the auditorium was up front. These two kids uh, were up in the auditorium banging it out. Oh, good for them. Yeah. yeah. Get after it. That was. Don't get it. Did your school were, have uh, uh, yeah. your school have fallout shelters? Yep. Fallout shelters, like nuclear shelters. Yeah, yep. we had them. Yeah. Uh, every single so. building had the old signs. Well, not I shouldn't say every building because it was only the gym didn't have it. Or no, did the gym have it? The gym had it, but the auditorium didn't have it. Yeah, the right. auditorium was newer. And then the J building in the back didn't have it, but every other building on campus had it. My, uh, my, school, my school building was built in the late 1800s, early 1900s. At least one wing wow. of it was. And that was where they housed a lot of like language arts classes. And the worst in the part fallout of the shelter? No, 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 no. In this particular oh. area of the school. <laughs> A fallout shelter you weren't allowed to go into, but everyone did. Yeah. Um, but like what I'm getting to here is this building was so old, they couldn't actually put an AC, like any kind of AC system in there because the building was too old. You'd have to completely gut it and put something in. And so what they did to keep you cool in the summer was run the heaters. Because that, wow. and I remember sitting in like Spanish class and it was so hot. 
we would have days where if it got too hot, they they closed school early because half the like part of the school couldn't be air conditioned, and they we would stack our textbooks up over the heating vent to direct the hot air that was coming out of the heating vent at your face because it gave you some kind of cooling sensation. What the fuck? Like it got that now if that was in the A wing, if you went to the D wing, which was brand new, it was a refrigerator. So you could go from like A wing to D wing back to A wing. <laughs> it was terrible. Really? Morning I remember classes not in having A-wing weren't bad. I remember not classes. having I remember not having air conditioning in some of our buildings. I want to say it was uh it wasn't the middle building. That was uh, H, the chemistry building did not have air conditioning. Or yeah, that's okay. Then that's the one it was. Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember which one. We had it just yeah. the computer lab. We had a, the computer labs and the like the the offices at the front, like the administration offices in the front, like the principal's office, the nurse's office. Other than that, we didn't have AC. Upstairs sucked. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, heat was oh, rising. Were you in an old brick building too, uh, Choppy? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It was like a. Um, it wasn't like a. It was like an off-white brick. Oh, like one of the okay. Yeah, those just bake. Yeah. Oof. Oh yeah. You just bake. Terrible. And those like, windows that slide out seven inches that nobody can yeah. actually get any air out of. Yeah, so you can't jump out the windows. Yeah. We broke yeah, some of ours intentionally. That's a good yeah. thing about our our buildings is that they were pretty squat. None of them were larger than two stories. And yeah. so they had full opening windows. So they would open all those windows up and it wouldn't be quite as insufferable. Usually there'd be some sort of a little bit of a breeze that would make it better. But we did have some situations where kids would jump out of windows, not to try and hurt themselves, but to try and be funny. Yep. Well, I got, I went to high it, school. I went to like I went to I went to like high school normally, but I also went to um, essentially culinary vocational school while I was in high school. It was in the same oh, building. Oh, heck! It Hell was in yeah, the same. Man. It was in the same building, and like our head chef, very well known. Um, like her students have gone on to like one of them is currently the head of Disney Cruise Lines, like the food section hey. of it. Um, oh, multiple of our graduates work for like Mario Batali, work for Bobby Flay. Like it's a well, like I had. I had full rise to Johnson Johnson and Wales culinary CIA culinary didn't go to it as you can clearly tell because uh, I hated culinary as a job hated it but like, absolutely hated it teacher was the coolest our head chef was the coolest person she went to NYU at age 15 um and we asked her like chef Z what'd you major in and she went weed speed and methamphetamine <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but like she was tenured, of course she was tenured. They couldn't fire her. She knew every secret in the school and she would tell you like, she knew like which teachers were dating and like all that shit was going on. Probably the best teacher I've ever had. But what I'm getting at with all of this is the culinary wing was completely air conditioned. Cause we had a fully functioning restaurant there. Where, like a public would come in and eat. And, uh, really? yeah. And part of the things that people, some of the people who would come in would be like, uh, like the county magistrate, the county judges, the state judges would come in because the courthouse is right there. And they would come in and have their monthly meetings in there and eat. Um, so 
everyone would get really excited if you were in culinary because we were always like most of my classes were at the end of the day. So you could go in there and it would be freezing cold during the summer. And we had obviously a full sized walk in refrigerator and freezer, like professional sized. It was a full kitchen, like full professional kitchen. And there was a stash of ice pops in the back that we kept like those, like, um, I don't even know what you call them. Everyone has a different name for them, but you know, there's like those plastic sleeves were just like, just filled with like, like the flavor ice. Yeah. 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 We would get on our truck orders, restaurant sized boxes of them. Hell yeah. And we would proudly leave the culinary wing at the end of the day when it was 98 degrees and everyone was sweating their balls off with like three ice pops in each hand. And you'd go to your friends and be like, we'd go to your friends and be like five bucks. So That's a dollar. huge flex in high school, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we never ate in the cafeteria because we all just made our own food there. Right. And we had we good quality to, food. We got to pretty much leave. We could go off. Can't, well, we didn't have anywhere close that we could kind of. Really, you kind of could and you kind of couldn't. You could sneak kinda, out, yeah. basically. For us. Yeah. Kind of could leave, kind of couldn't leave. I used to go to technically Wawa every day. We weren't supposed oh, to, but during lunch, during your lunch period, they didn't obviously take attendance. So. They yeah, they weren't know like as really long as you got back on it. time to your next period. Yeah, we had, we had a senior courtyard. Yeah, that like the seniors really. could go out to, and that was it. Like, oh yeah, you, I'd, you, you I'd go. leave and go get like Wendy's or Subway or something like. I sometimes I could even go home like if I forgot something for practice that I was gonna need for baseball or basketball. I'd have my ass home. Have you guys seen how strict schools have gotten now though? Yeah, it's insane. Do you understand why? Oh, hundred percent, I do. <laughs> yeah. But like. It, it it got to the point where, like, when my sister was still in high school, like, I'd have to go drop off for lunch or whatever. She forgot it. They had retinal scanners for the teachers. Like, retinal the teachers would, scanners. like... Wow. Yeah. Like, the teacher would, like, retinal scan themselves to get in the building. And yeah, if... That's it, real intense. It, if you were coming to check in, like, the way my school was, there was, like, a door that you would walk in, to like, the main office, and there was a separate door between the offices and the rest of the school. Like big old thick security doors. And I live in a pretty crime free area. We don't have a lot going on. And those doors always used to be open. So you could like basically walk in and do whatever. Now they're closed. Like you can't get past it. And if you were to go drop off lunch, you would have to buzz yourself in, state your name, why you were there. They'd come in, you drop the lunch off, they take your ID, Photoshop your like photograph like uh, photocopy your ID, give it back to you. And then they say, okay, you have to leave the lunch on the table there. You can't, like, and they had all the lunches on the table. And the kids would have to come down and get the lunch off the table. And they'd let them through one at a time by opening the doors to come get them. Jesus. Like, oh, yeah. Like, they've gotten, like, crazy, crazy with That's that. That's pretty, pretty intense. But they always left the gym door unlocked, which I thought was silly. You just walk right in. <laughs> I don't know what the point is. <laughs> Safety, I guess. I don't know. That doesn't walk in, you just walk in the back. You just come <laughs> in the back door. Oh yeah, come in the back door. Oh lunches yeah. in the front, bitches in the back. Don't let the pig out. Yeah. But unless anyone has anything else, I think that's gonna do it for episode one of Off the Fair Pole. Uh season two, episode one of Off the Fair Pole. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else have anything to add today? No. no. Oh, you know what? We should have talked about it, but we can do it next week. People's goals. 
going forward for the New Year's resolutions? How long do they last? Do they last? They're over. Next next week. They're already done. We're talking about the ones we already picked out. and Still, to keep those people that are doing it, keep doing it. You made it this far. Uh, but that'll do it for us this week. Um, we'll be back next week. You can find us, of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, which I can now proudly listen to on my new iPhone. Choppy, you're next. Um, nope. We don't have to repeat what he said. No, we don't. Uh, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcasts, recorded live on twitch.tv slash terp17 and twitch.tv slash dutch underscore oven45. But for the all four of us here, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Deuces. <laughs>